Warning, this is a message from the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. They're working on it. Reminding you to watch before you listen. This show is full of spoilers and we literally talk about every scene in the movie. Also, we use some not-so-super language, so maybe make your kids go outside and play for a little while so you can listen to two grown men talk about people in costumes fighting other people in costumes in peace. citizens welcome to the fortress of potitude i'm dave michaels i'm brian betts and we are the cape podcasters this is a show we talk about some supermen and some superwomen what are we talking about today we're talking about the first avenger i don't have a whole list of nicknames the red white and blue one wing head the a with the the a on the head captain america shield the shield man we're talking about captain america steve rogers that one that guy starring chris evans chris evans directed by joe johnston yeah who we just talked about last week. He did the... The ultralight. The ultralight uh, plane scene sequence. Howard the Duck. Howard. No, don't. It hasn't the left my duck. head in... Oh, God. Yeah. That's just going to be up there for it's forever. Forever. 80s movies. They do it to you. They get in your head, and they just stick around. Toxic Avenger did it to me, too. Body talk. Yeah. Body talk. Yep. If those two songs... Like, if you they fought Body, for a place in your head... Duck. Oh, God. Which one would win out? Which one would you I think rather Duck, be stuck in your Howard head? the Duck is more catchy. I think it was three words. So it's going to... The well, there's more words. There's I just word. don't know that. They don't matter. <laughs> they don't matter. Captain America. We're back into the MCU. We, oh, yes. It's appropriate. I've been waiting. We're kind of talking about the original Avengers here. This will be our fourth original Avenger? Yeah. It's out of the ones that matter. But also, we got introduced to Hawkeye and Black Widow in the other movies. We got the whole gang now. So we've got this point. This is all of them. And that is appropriate because Endgame is only a week away. Oh, shudder. This is exciting, man. We didn't plan this. This just worked out pretty nicely. Yeah. How about that? If we had planned it, it probably would have been Avengers. (laughs) Probably would have been. We weren't (laughs) thinking that far ahead. No. Joe Johnston. Joe Johnston. That guy's got a fascinating career. Tell me more. We talked about Howard the Duck already. He's done one of the movies I've mentioned a few times on this show from my childhood, The Rocketeer. Oh, yeah. He did Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Another oh. big one from my childhood, Jumanji. Oh, I love Jumanji. Yeah, he's not space definitely Jumanji. been around. No, he did October Sky, which is a movie. That's for sure. Uh, he also did Jurassic Park 3. Okay. That's one of the Jurassic Parks. And just before he did Captain America, the first Avenger in 2011, he did The Wolfman. The Wolfman? The Wolfman. Wow. What an illustrious career. Cool. Weird. <laughs> oh, he's an interesting director. He's directed things we've all seen, yeah. which is pretty awesome. Yeah. He's got name recognition. Well, not so much name recognition as movie, film recognition. No, it's true. I recognize his films. Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't recognize him if he bumped into me on the street at all. Not many superhero movies in there. I mean, more than usual. He's got the Rocketeer. He's got the Rocketeer. That's not really a superhero. It's a comic book movie. Yeah. Difference that we don't really care about, but- it's a difference. <laughs> Chris Evans, on the other hand, lots of comic book and superhero he's all over it. experience. He's all over. He's Is he in the most franchises? 
he might mm, i don't know it's tough because he was in the fantastic four he, yes, was, he was human torch yep. in both of those movies yeah the third one doesn't count we don't, <laughs> right. we don't talk about right, right. that um he was in scott pilgrim right he was in uh other things well this he was in this there was a so him and mark there was Stronger another one the dead losers dead. is that was he in that was he in the losers yes he was he's done some movies Wow, so he's got one more than Mark Strong, then. He's played some superheroes. Sure has. Plays one here, too. Captain America. Steven, Steven Rogers. Steven Rogers. The scrawny little guy from Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is only the second time I've seen this movie. First time I saw it was not even in theaters. Oh, wow. I saw it after it came out, but it was on DVD, Blu-ray, whatever. Sure. Whatever format it was. Yeah, I loved it then. I'm a little mixed right now. You're mixed? A little bit. Oh, no. And I have reasons why. And I oh. think when we get into it, they're going to come out a little more. Here we go no, again. No, 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 no. Because this is a good one. This is like this is like Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, but it's Dave ruins the MCU. No. I'm not going <laughs> to ruin the whole MCU. There's things I like. This is actually pretty high up on my MCU list. Okay. I just wonder how I'm going to feel after we talk about this one. Because it's one that I've held so highly in my mind. Yes, I have very fond memories of this movie. Yeah, and in this watch through, I went, okay, huh. okay. And I wonder if it's because so much has come after it now. Maybe. That it, maybe it feels a little watered down. Maybe. Maybe not. Do you want to get into it? I think we need to get Let's into get it. Let's get into it. This movie starts out, as all movies do, driving through the Arctic tundra. It's snowy. It's definitely snowy. And that's a modern vehicle. We're yeah. not in the past. This was weird because this opening scene reminded me a lot of National Treasure. Okay. Where they find the ship see and that. the ice and all that stuff. And it's like, oh, we kind of just did it again. It's kind of also a little bit like Titanic. In what way? <laughs> in that it's, they're exploring the wreckage, yeah. trying to find something in particular. And yep. then we have a huge flashback. Were they looking for something in particular? No. Because I think that they just discovered it and went, whatever that is, big. We yeah, got to explore. We should dig that up. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. You're going to need a bigger crane. going to need a... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch the Jaws reference when I watched it. I didn't until I just said it. Yeah, so uh, there you go. Wow, what a deep movie. I don't like your tone. That was sir. a bad tone. That was a bad tone. You're right, and I apologize. I really like how they laser cut into the ship. Yeah. It was pretty awesome looking. Future-y. Yeah, and I like how when they're in the ship, they find just a pile of ice, and they start brushing it off, and, and there's Cap's shield. There's the shield. That's a really gotta, iconic shield. Got to call in somebody. It's three in the morning. I don't care. This guy's waited long enough. That's right. That's that's right. I like how we instantly create a universe right away as well. Because yeah. the next thing we go to is Tonsberg, Norway, March of 1942. Tonsberg, Norway, most known for where Odin and his crew of Asgardians <laughs> defeated the ice giants. Merry Asgardians. Yeah. Yeah. Defeated Frosty the oh, Giant. Oh, yeah. Frosty the Giant. Yeah. Frosty the Giant. I miss him so much. Do you? Can't wait for Christmas. Christmas time, we put a top hat on him. <laughs> he, he comes, comes back. back. <laughs> Thor three. Thor four. Thor. <laughs> Frosty's Revenge. Thor four. God, uh, if there's a fourth Thor movie, I hope they don't call it fourth Thor, Thor four. That's you can't even wow. say it. Try it. Fourth Thor. Thor four. Yeah. See, that's it's a lot. A lot of focus with the mouth. We need to end the episode to... now. I put too much focus. Into Thor that. four. Unbelievable. The four for more Thor. We don't even know what we're gonna get after no. Endgame. No, the only thing we know. How is weird we're is getting, that? We're getting a Spider Man. That's it. And then, so that's in the can. And then, yeah. and we, I mean, we know we're getting Black Widow. We know we're getting right. Eternals, but they haven't yeah. been announced. No. We know we're getting another Black Panther, another Captain Marvel. We have to. Another Guardians. We know we're waiting we're getting... on, we're actually waiting on Ryan Coogler for Black Panther. They gave right. him just we're get another... open door. They said, when you're ready, let us know. We'll make it. So it's basically yeah. like, all right, I'm Ryan Coogler. I'm in a pinch. 
Okay, but I'm going to go make me a billion dollar movie right now. How, no problem. How laid out can Feige really have the plans for the next however many years if it's like, hey, whenever you're ready, we'll, we'll not fit very. You I in. think it's kind of just a one off Black Panther at that point. I think maybe the MCU is about to end as we know it huh. and it's going to move more to standalone movies. Huh. Even though I understand Captain Marvel's going to be like the center point of all this it now. It sounds like the next one is still going to take place in the past. So. Right. But how do you do you create a new universe, I guess? Because Endgame is the end of the Infinity Saga. Right. That we've set up for the past they're, 10 years. I then what happens? Start a new saga. You can't. You have the characters. You've got plenty still. A lot of toys in that toy box. Even to play if with. even if nobody renews their contracts, you still have a lot to play with. You got new toys with X-Men and Fantastic Four, but it doesn't sound like they have a plan for those. It yet, doesn't sound like nice and fresh. They got anything. They still got that new toy smell on them. The new Oh, nothing smells still, better than yeah. fresh Wolverine. They're still in the original packaging. <laughs> oh, God. Easy there, bub. <laughs> Tonsberg, Norway. Tonsberg, Norway. What was going on here? They're at some sort of church or monastery or It's some something? sort of, I don't know. It's like a monument to, they got the tree on the wall. They do have the tree it's on the wall. The, the tree, tree of, of Thor was telling universal him. life or whatever. It's what he told the tree uh, that connects the, the, about. the different uh, yeah. right. realms. realms. Right. That's the word. I like how this giant tank just busts through the door. It's great. It's a pretty cool practical effect. Yeah. I like that a lot. And uh, it takes out not just the door, but the whole wall. The entire wall. Yeah. Made its own larger door. Tank-sized uh, door. We got Johann Schmidt driving in his sick car. It's pretty awesome. The only thing sicker than that car is the person driving it. It's Hugo Weaving. Yeah. He's ill. Oh, you meant... Ha ha. <laughs> Hugo Weaving kicks ass. He's pretty great. I'm a big fan of his. He's pretty great. His accent, not so much. Him in general, pretty great. <laughs> what accent was he doing in this thing? I don't know. I understand he's supposed to kind of be German, I guess. Or Austrian, maybe? Maybe. Maybe just make him English. I don't know. Or whatever he is. He's I don't English, know. Right? Maybe. Or is he one of those? Let him have fun with yeah, it. Yeah. They did. I like that he had um he had like this line on his face that went down from his ear. It's pretty awesome. And it was like so subtle. Like, oh, like maybe he's wearing a mask. It was really good. It's great. It was a lot like... Was it Vincent D'Onofrio in Men in Black? He's got yep. the alien inside him. Yeah. He kind of acts that way a little bit. Yeah. It's pretty great. He's got a secret. He does have a secret. And he's looking for a secret. He's looking for a secret. He's trying to find The something. Tesseract. It's the Tesseract. And he is, I, we don't know what it is. No. But it's something. I like how he, there's like a tomb there and he knocks over this tomb. And who's inside? I took it to be Odin. Oh, uh, I don't know. But it was I just, just someone holding a like sword. It was like a mummy. Yeah. Someone holding a sword, some sort of mummified thing. And he's holding just a cube also. And he even picks it up. And he's all like, oh, this. Great power. Ah, and then he spikes Smashes it. Smashes it. Gronk, Gronk spikes it, yep. And the thing explodes. And I actually went, holy shit, what a bad. He just blew up the Tesseract. <laughs> and then Fake. he goes over to the wall, the tree of whatever it is. That button's not hard to find. Nope. It stood out. Snake. Yep. Just pushes the eyeball on. Pop, Tesseract. Had got it. it. Peace. Kill them all. Motherfucking snakes. <laughs> on this motherfucking walls? Yep. <laughs> So dude's got the Tesseract now. Got a test, that, you don't want him to have it. That he seems like a baddie. Quick. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can we call him Red Skull? I just want to call him Red Skull. Please. It's so much easier Can we please than call him Red Skull? Johann Schmidt. Does not roll off the tongue. Hmm. Nope. Also, it's just John Smith, but in German. <laughs> <laughs> you said that as I was taking a sip. My Dangerous bad. time. <laughs> My bad. I'm trying to get a spit take out of you. Well, one day it's going to happen. Someday. It's going to happen. Someday. Only if I start trying for it. He shoots the one guy and blood spatters on his little hydra pin. I like how he blasts him that way because the guy says, you cannot control the power you hold. You will burn. Ah. Red Skull just goes, I already have. Already did, bud. Boom. Bang. Blood on the pin. Just in the skull. Red skull. 
dun, dun, dun. There you go. There's your moment. Wink, ding. Yeah, we, all <laughs> the above. All the above. Let's go to New York, baby. Brooklyn. A tiny little puny Steve Rogers. Steven. I called him Steven in this form. Well, I don't. I'm just because he seemed like probably a, he seemed scrawny. That. He seemed scrawny, like a Stephen would. I know some Stevens who would probably take offense to that. Yeah, they might. Two fall for being scrawny. Two that both listen to this podcast. Right, <laughs> right. Shout out to number one super sidekick, Stephen Dallas Stephen. Right in. What's Mi- your nickname, Mister from Facebook? <laughs> I don't know. He's trying to enlist in the army. Right. Apparently, once again. He's done it a few times. He's from now Paramus, New Jersey. Yes. Which, Why uh, would you want to be from there? Oh, oh we're throwing some some shade yeah. at Jersey. Oh yeah, taking Man. shots at Paramus. Did you notice that yeah. the uh, the enlistment officer there asked him, "Father died mustard gas." Yeah. Mother, nurse in the TV ward, both dead. Nine minutes into the movie, not an on-screen death, but I'm really happy they got that out of the way. But yeah, they got both the parents killed in the first ten minutes. And then they show. His list of things that are wrong with him. Yes, they sure do. The things that are wrong with his absolutely just riddled body. His <laughs> tiny be. little riddled body. <laughs> he might weigh 100 pounds. He might be like 5'3". Oh, I don't if he's know. lucky, yeah. He has asthma, scarlet fever, rheumatic fever, sinusitis, chronic and frequent colds, high blood pressure, palpitation or pounding in heart, easy fatigability, heart trouble, nervous trouble of any sort, has had household contact with tuberculosis, parent sibling with diabetes. Diabetes, cancer, or stroke. I couldn't t- catch the last bit. Also, there. it said epilepsy in there somewhere, too. Did it really? Yep. Why would this person be alive, really? That's, that's a great question. That's a better question. He, uh, he's got a lot of fight in him. I guess so. The examiner guy says, come on. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> he, he gives him the four F. He says, hey, can't you help me out? And he says, I am saving your life yeah. by not letting you into this army here. Yeah. I want to ask you pretty quickly. Okay. What did you think of Skinny Steve? Believable. Extremely believable. Amazing. I think that the visual effects that they pulled off in this, the, almost second to none. The folks at Lola. Exactly. I found it nuts that they came up with a plan in order to do all these visual effects. Because you have... Chris Evans. Yeah. I'm so nervous. I'm going to say Chris Pine at some point. It's <laughs> Well. <laughs> I'm Chris blind with those. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Chris Evans is a big guy. He's in insane shape in this movie. And he's already tall. Yeah. So they had to make him just skinny down. But how do you do it? And the answer is a million different ways. Yeah. Where they came up with a plan of we're going to give Lola, this visual effects company, everything they can possibly have in order to make it believable. So. They had a body double. Yep. They shot an actor scene. named Leander Dini. I want him to get some props because okay. he had to work in this thing. I had no idea he had a name. Yep. I mean, I imagine he had a name, but. So there were scenes that he did because he's a smaller guy already. They said he wasn't small enough even though. Oh, wow. Where they still had to even skinny him down in some shots. But he also would come in and he had the green motion sensor dots on his face. So they could sub in Chris Evans' facial like reactions and stuff like that. Sure. But then they still had to skinny that face down to make it believable. But they also shot each of the skinny Steve scenes four times right? in order to make it work. So they would have real life Chris Evans. Yep. They'd have Deander, Deander, Leander Dini. They'd have nothing. And I don't know what the fourth one was. What was the fourth one? It was, they would do just Steve. Yeah, just Chris oh, Evans. Oh, no, they would do, they would do um a shot with everybody, with all the actors. Okay. A shot with just the actors and no Chris Evans. Right, right, right. A shot with just Chris, Chris yeah. Evans and a shot with the stand-in. Right. So, and then they also had to... 
have the sight lines, which was probably the trickiest part, where, yeah, if you put Stanley Tucci's in this movie, the Tooch. Oh, the Tooch. Yeah, he's playing the, the other doctor guy, the Abraham Erskine. Abraham Erskine. That guy. Erskine? Sure. Chris Evans had a look at a sight line on Tucci's forehead, but at the same time, Tucci had a look at a sight line on Evans' chin right. in order to make it look believable. That's nuts. Movie magic, man. And it works. It Kevin works Feige so was well. so on board of saying, like, if we can't pull this off, what's the point of this movie? And this is for the whole first third of this movie. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. Completely get insane. A tiny, tiny little Steve for the first 40 minutes of this movie, so you better be able to pull it off. And the only thing that bothered me about it was it didn't change the voice. That's the only thing that bothered me. That low, bassy Chris Evans voice coming out of that little guy, that was, yeah. that's the only thing that took me out briefly, and I went, I don't give a damn. That was amazing. Notice. Amazing. He doesn't get in the army. Nope. Instead, he goes to the movies, as you do when you don't get in the army. Sometimes you don't get in the army, and you're just like, oh, I got to go see a good flick. Yep. Take, take my mind off it. Yep. And instead, he gets a newsreel. That's what they did, though. That's what they, they had back then. Yeah. He got the newsreel before he had the movie. During this war newsreel, someone's talking in the theater. We got a heckler. <sighs> he's heckler. Heck- Start the cartoon. Hecklerin. That's not a word. He's, he's yeah. heckling the soldiers, the troops. Yeah. Steve's not about that. Nope. He says, hey, show some respect. Yeah. This guy stands up and he shows some respect to Skinny Steve out in that alley. Yeah. He's kicking his ass. Sure does. I like how he, uh, Skinny Steve grabs the garbage can lid and uses that as a shield yep. briefly. Oh. oh, and he's getting his ass kicked, but he keeps getting up. Yeah. I mean, he says, I Showing can do this all day. Yeah. And then Bucky comes to the rescue. Bucky Barnes. Sergeant Welcome James to the universe. Buchanan Barnes. Right. Steve's best friend. Yay. <laughs> He's a character. That's all we I got have right now. Such a hard time. Yeah, believing, not believing. Just this character and the one that shows up later in the in not the, the MCU. Same. Not the same by any. Which yeah. is crazy because it's the same actor. Yeah, and they don't look anything alike. It's so hard to. But spoiler: he's gonna be Winter Soldier. <laughs> oh no! Ah, you ruined everything. <laughs> Bucky's gonna save the day. He is. He's gonna beat up this guy. Well, he doesn't beat him. He just gives him a solid punch. Says, "Hey." And he's going to talk shit about Paranus. Get out of here. As you do. Well, you know what? As you do. Have something open on a Sunday. Blue Laws, man. Why do they have to do it? I lived the town next to Paranus for a year. It was a nightmare. I believe it. I've driven through it once. It was On a awful. Sunday? It's a <laughs> yeah. ghost town. It was a Sunday, actually. I've driven through Paranus a few times. Anyway, Bucky says he's got something for him to do. This is, where are we going? Let's the go to the World future. Exposition of Tomorrow. The, the future. future. Cool. Wink. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> the World Exposition of Tomorrow. It's the Stark Expo. It's the Stark Expo. Howard the Stark. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, had to. You had, I had to. to. I had That's to. fair. Okay. Um, Jenna Louise Coleman. Who's I, that? I love her. Who's that? She is one of the two girls that yeah. Bucky has. Is the She's a, she's Clara from Doctor Who. The Impossible Girl? The Impossible Girl. Big fan. Didn't even Souffle notice it was girl. her. Because I was trying to figure out other stuff in the scene. I have never not noticed her in anything. That's because, fair. Oh my god. Uh, oh, don't even a say a Leslie Bibb? A Leslie Bibb situation because this far surpasses the <laughs> Leslie Bibb situation. <laughs> you, have, you have an actual connection with her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> she's right. great. Anyway. I guess she's great. She's very brief in this movie. Oh god, barely in it. To the point I didn't even notice. To and the point I where her. she could be back in the MCU at some point and people would be like, oh, she's never been in a movie. One of those. Yeah. All right. That's pretty fair. Hint, Kevin Feige. Hint, hint. <laughs> we know you listen, Kevin Feige. Uh, could you imagine? No. No, I can't. No. 
<laughs> Do you know what I really liked about this this Howard Stark, this uh, portrayed by Dominic Monaghan? Dominic Monaghan. Dominic Cooper. Right. Monaghan's the, the Hobbit one. That's right. Beats me. Oh, come on. He's the lost one, too. Dominic Cooper. I didn't watch Lost. The JJ. Couldn't get into it. That's all right. Uh, he's very much a Stark. He's got the same kind of snarkiness, the same kind of stage presence as Tony. Absolutely. It's, it's like a quieter see... cockiness, yeah. though, which I really like. Yeah. It's more subdued. Yeah. And this is, what, the third Howard Stark we've gotten in five yeah, movies? Yeah, no, we just keep piling them on. The first one barely counted, though, because right. it was just in a picture. Second one definitely counted. Oh, yeah. He did things in Iron Some Man, too. Slattery. Yes. This one does the most. Yeah. But it still works because Slattery's like the aged version of the, the Dominic Cooper. I guess I so. guess. <laughs> They both come back, so right. figure that out. I won't. I won't. <laughs> They're at this place, and as you do when you're in the future of the World Exposition of Tomorrow, Howard Stark decides he's going to build a floating car, and he does, and it floats briefly, yeah. or whatever it is, and then it crashes down, and no one collapses. Like, that shit's amazing now. It's incredible. And there, they're yeah, And they're, impressed. like, not impressed. I don't know what, what's mm. going on there. He's like, well, it did say it's the future. Aha! <laughs> but Stark. But then there's another... Reversion yeah. tech sounds an awful lot like repulsor tech. It sort of does, doesn't hmm. it? Hmm. Why is there a recruitment station at this place? I feel like in that time there was Just everywhere, on every corner? Everywhere. Steve's so. going to try to enlist again. This guy just doesn't give up. Won't give up? Bucky tells him. Come on, we're going to go dancing. As you do. When With you're trying Jenna to... Louise Coleman, you ass. <laughs> <laughs> She's British. I mean, not here. But... Not here. Did she talk here? Yeah, uh, she had a few lines. Oh, cool. I mean, barely. Okay. They were like, oh, yay, ha Things like that. That's not a know. line. That's just a... Oh, no, she was... Nothing. That's a nothing. She was an extra with lo- with four That's words. That's what you want, though. Oh, yeah. That's the dream. You got to get the if you're speaking extra. lines. Right. So someday you can be in Doctor Who. So you can get your SAG card. There Bingo. you go. She wasn't in Doctor Who much after this. That was probably like five years, actually. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Keep forgetting. This is 2011. That's all right. I do the same thing all the time with everything that comes after The Matrix. That's, well, so does everyone else with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is real hot off the Matrix. <laughs> John Wick, he's going to ride oh. those Matrix coattails. <laughs> hot off the tails of the Matrix. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure 3. It's coming. Hot off the tails of the Matrix. How amazing is that? What the hell? What's going on in the world? No original ideas. None. Anyway, Bucky's like, come on, man, let's go dancing with these. Nope, he's going to go try to list. Nope. He says, Bucky says, hey, have a good time. Steve just says, hey, don't win the war till I get there. Cute. Adorable. Dr. Erskine I'm assuming that all of this. I don't know how this works, how you get recruited. Do you just get like a, hey, stamp. You can't go back and enjoy the world of tomorrow, that exhibit? Or are you like now It's in? probably like, stamp, we'll see you tomorrow. Either way, they could have hung out that night. night. They could have. Yeah, but. I don't know why they said bye. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. As Steve's getting examined, an MP walks in. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he thinks, shit. He thinks he's in trouble because, yeah, because he's he been falsified information again. Yeah. Yet again. Where is he from this time? But he didn't because the Tooch walks in the right tooch. after. Oh, how great is the Tooch? I'm a big fan of him. I really enjoy him and everything I've seen him this in. This is my favorite Tooch, I think. I'm not going to lie That's about that. It's a brief Tooch. It's a brief Tooch. It's a good Tooch. It's a good Tooch. It's a real it's good Tooch. It's not the bad Tooch. No. You don't want the bad Tooch. The bad Tooch is, you know. Show me on the doll where the Stanley with, Tooched you. Where the... <laughs> If you watch any of the Hunger Games movies and you see the Tooch in that, oh, that's the bad Tooch. That's the bad Tooch. You don't want the bad Tooch. No. No. <laughs> God, I'm just gonna, I don't want to call him Abraham Erskine. It doesn't come off the tongue. We'll call him the Tooch. the Tooch. Okay, so the so, Tooch asks. The Tooch asks him, well, he doesn't really care where Steven's from. No. 
Doesn't, doesn't care at all. New Haven, Paramus, doesn't matter. Everywhere. Doesn't matter. Do you want to kill Nazis? That's inglorious bastards all over. Yeah. Steve has an interesting answer. I don't want to kill anybody. I just don't like bullies, no matter where they're from. That's right. What a good guy. That is a good guy until later. Well, when he starts killing people? When he openly (laughs) says, I'm either going to kill him or capture him. Yeah. Direct quote. That is a direct quote. Doesn't like bullies. The Tooch says, Hmm. Pauly Shore style. You're in the army now. Yeah, we, we've been trying big, strong guys. Maybe we need a little guy. Maybe. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what we need. And he's in. He's in the army. He did it. Yeah. 1A. Whatever that means. Can you imagine if. Nope. No. A crossover. Hear me out. Oh, here. okay. Here a we crossover. Go. I'm back in. He goes to basic training the next day. So that's what we got. We briefly, we'll get to my crossover in a second. We go to, a, there's some sort of German mountain lab or whatever. And Red Skull's trying to unlock the power of the Tesseract. Trying to weaponize it, whatever, they get turns it whatever work? machine sure. it is up to 11. They say, you did it. He goes, ah, blue. I did it. I can shoot blue now. Yes. <laughs> I'm back. It's like a smurf in your mind. A smurf what? Nothing. Smurf what? I can shoot blue now. doesn't matter. Let's keep going. A smurf what? So we're at basic. A smurf what? Nothing at all. A smurf what? I don't know what you're... You're being very belligerent. <laughs> now, I thought you would have said that he's a very low level of evil because of the blue. Because of what we learned in Howard the Duck. That's right. You start off at blue, you get to red, you, but... He's been red the whole time. Right. Oh, so That's pretty... Blue's just his weapon. He's like mid-level evil then, for a little while. Uh, well, green was the middle. I went blue, green, red. That's right. So. Okay. So he's pretty damn evil. He's secret red. He's presenting blue. <laughs> right. <laughs> As you do when you're a criminal mastermind. Exactly. Or whatever he is. Or whatever he is. My crossover idea. Okay. Yeah. So, hear me out. This is my pitch. Steve Rogers is going to show up base training the next day. Yep. When he gets there... She's Bill Murray, Harold Ramis. Oh, I love it already. John Candy. Yep. Judge Reinhold. Yep. I'd watch that in a second. Yep. We're mixing Stripes and Captain America the First Avenger. And I want that type of yep. basic training scene. Yep. How great would that be? Amazing. Can you imagine later in this movie when Tommy Lee Jones gives, because yeah, he's in this movie, <laughs> gives <laughs> Steve Rogers an order and goes, and that's the fact, Jack, right to his face, because that's what he learned in basic? Kicks ass. <laughs> you get the German Alps later because, or Italy. You go to Italy in Italy. this movie, and that's where they they drove whatever the RV in stripes was. They drove it to Italy, right? Over to the Alps, that's where they took the girls. Man, it all works. It all works. I'd watch that movie. I wouldn't a heartbeat. It would be um, perfect. I wonder how much farther you can go with these crossovers in the MCU. Let's find out as we go along this this weird trip. I can't wait. Stripes, Captain America. I want to see that movie right now. Harold Ramis will somehow bring you back from the dead for this one. (laughs) Don't know how. Basic training. We meet Agent Peggy Carter. Haley Atwell. Pretty great in this movie. She is fantastic. Except I have a lot of issues with the character, but she's pretty great in this movie, Haley Atwell. This is one of the weirdest female characters we have. You think so? I do think so. And I think there's a couple of reasons why. I don't think it's her fault at all. Okay. I feel like they didn't flesh her out enough where they should have done more with her. Make her kind of, I'm not going to say a 1A character. Sure. Steve, this is Steve's movie. This right. is Steve Rogers' movie. But make her definitely the hard B. Yeah. Yeah. Because you get a lot of Bs here. You get you get the Tooch. You get Tommy Lee Jones. You get Bucky. I put them as C. I put, as the B characters, I put Agent Carter. And I, ah, she might be the only one. Now that I think about it. Because you don't get much character development on Bucky. You nope. don't get much character development on Red Skull. Nope. They're kind of all that's left. So she's. She kind of is the B, then. She is the B. I kind of wish that she was, like, maybe the 1C, then. Skip the 1B. Okay. Like, she needs to be more important in this movie. She right. needs to have a bigger role. We need to know more about her character. Yeah. 
But let's get into her. I think there's a lot of people yeah. that would have agreed with you. Well, we start because off because then they made a TV show about her. They did. So there was definitely more to tell. More. Yeah. But they even start off this character here where she's getting hit on by one of the guys in basic training and she just knocks him out. Great. It's amazing. Fantastic. Wise ass had it coming. good. And of course, her commanding officer is going to show up behind her and he just basically says, carry on. Yeah. Good job. He gets it. Good it's, work. It's amazing. Tommy Lee Jones, it's by Tommy the way. It's Tommy Lee Jones. From Men in Black fame and nothing else, right? Uh, I think that's all he's ever been that's in. That's it. It's just those, yeah. those two movies. Men in Black. Man of the House? Was that a movie? I don't know. That was in? I just remember like a DVD cover from Hollywood Video back in the day. Just think it's, I just think it's Men in Black, the first one. That's it. That's it. And then Captain America. Right. And then somehow he's Very got, short career for yeah, being as good as he is. Very short. Yeah. And people just seem to know his name from those two movies. It's well, incredible. Like, goes together pretty well. Thomas Leeward Jones. Yeah. Yeah, that's- Goes very nice. And, I think it's actually Jonesen. Johnson. Yeah. You're right. Thomas I Leeward Johnson. Yes. He's got one of those longer names that he's shortened. It's kind of like William Robert Thornton. Yes. And he just said, I'm going to go Billy Thornton. Bob. I'm going to go Billy Bob. It's easier. Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, Colonel Chester Phillips. Another name that rolls off the tongue. Yeah. He's Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> <laughs> and he is. Phenomenal. What would happen if he became a captain in, earlier in his career? Do you think Tom Cap- Hanks would portray him well, at some point with Somali pirates and whatnot? He would be the captain until. Steve Rogers show up and then he'd be like, I'm the captain now. <laughs> Off the backboard and dunks it in. <laughs> <laughs> I like during this whole base training thing, Tommy Lee Jones is talking about building the best army in history. Yada, yada. Yeah, talking yeah. about selecting one man right. out of this whole group to breed a new Natuch super has this soldier program. who's going to personally escort Adolf Hitler to the gates of hell. Oh, you said it like it was a bad line. It didn't read like a bad line didn't. at the time. Because Tommy Lee Jones. Thomas Leeward Jones. Thomas Leeward Jones. Is so good. <laughs> what he does. Because, <laughs> yeah, when you say it out loud, out of no context, it sounds no. like a really bad line. Corny. But he nails it. Right. Acting. Sure is. Throughout basic training, Steve's last in everything. Well, yeah, he's a little scrawny he's a little guy. Scrawn, scrawn. And, it's, you know, we get a little montage of him trying. Of him trying and failing he's and trying, trying and failing. But keep going, bud. Yeah. Keep going. And he could do this all day. As he keeps going, the Tooch says, that's my boy right there. And Tommy Lee Jones is like, yep, that, that guy? Little, that that guy? little string bean? That's my boy. Him? He says, little skinny guy, what, do, what are you doing? He points out another guy who's just a piece of shit. That, that was group. the one that was hitting on, exactly. on Peggy. And then Tommy Lee Jones decided to prove that that boy is the tough boy. And he throws a grenade into the middle of all these basic training people. Grenade! To which everyone scatters and Steve dives on it. Yeah. How cool is that? Oh, he's a hero. He is a hero. Yeah. Heart. But Thomas Lee says... Still too skinny. <laughs> He's still real skinny. <laughs> I also like that they realize that he has brains because there's also this whole flagpole nonsense or whatever. Oh, yeah. How nobody's brought me that flag in 17 years. They have to climb a flagpole. They're all trying to a flag up the, the top pole. of it. And whoever gets the flag gets to ride home in the Jeep instead of jogging it back. With Peggy. Right. Didn't care for that. Yeah, it's kind of. Didn't care for well, it. I mean, it's incentive for a bunch of dudes. I get it. I get it, too. But didn't need to happen. I get the time. But whatever. Whatever. No one can get up this pole. So Thomas Lee says. Everyone back. back in formation. Back in formation. Let's go. So Steve walks over to the flagpole and he says, Rogers! To which Steve pulls the pin out of the flagpole. The, the flagpole falls, falls to the over. floor and he just grabs the flag, hands it, hops in the Jeep. No words said. Doesn't need to be said. Pretty badass. Pretty badass for a little skinny boy. Steven gets chosen. Yeah. Cool. More or less. Uh, the Tooch comes to him at the, in the bunks of the night and says, we got to go against Hydra. He tells him basically the whole backstory of Red Skull. Hugo well, we Weaving. We need to know. Yeah, it's uh, Hydra is the Nazi research division. Right. This guy, I was working on the serum. He's like, 
It wasn't ready. I want to try it because I heard what it does. Turn to bad. Turn to bread. Basically, good becomes better with the syrup amplifies. It's like tequila. Of course. Good things become better. Yes. Bad things become worse. Right. Just like tequila. Exactly. It's a personality enhancer. <laughs> a very good way to put it. Let's go see what our baddies are doing. Why not? What do you think of the scene? This was a weird one to me. Felt unnecessary. I agree. There's someone painting. Yep. In a this lot of layer. red paint. Right, and we don't get to see it because I mean, a, John a, Favreau is yeah. painting in this scene. Oh, how good would it have been if that was him? John Favreau almost directed this movie. He would have made it a buddy cop movie, like a like a buddy flick. With who? I don't know. I probably with Steve and Bucky. I don't know if I like it, Bucky. I'd actually like it better if it was Steve. Oh boy! All right, if it were Steve Rogers and Agent Carter, okay. but it was more set up in the way that Wonder Woman was with Steve Trevor. Okay, yeah, because that would have been neat. I find. Uh, Steve Rogers to be more of a gentleman than Steve Trevor. Do you? I do. I love Steve Trevor. I know you do. So I don't... Mm, don't do this. The two Chris's, I don't want to fuck in that world. That's going to confuse <laughs> me. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, well, neither did Peggy or Wonder Woman at first. At first. We're getting my issues. <laughs> Someone's painting Red Skull, who's just in the shadows, just standing there all... Right, he's hulking. Whatever. And then we meet Dr. Zola, played by Toby Jones. Oh, what an interesting looking fella. He's a strange looking man. <laughs> he's he's very good in just about everything he does. He portrayed Hitchcock in a movie called Hitchcock. Did it very well. Yeah. Big fan of that one. He'd make a good penguin. Oh, I completely agree. I could see that. Probably a lot less horny. I mean, just... The, the Vito one. I think every penguin would be less horny. Right. What'd you think of them hiding Red Skull? It seems unnecessary. Yeah. Like, cause... I get it. They're trying to build the suspense. Well, but then we they all know his Red Skull. They doubled Skull. down on it, too, because... He even, as Dr. Zola's leaving the room, he calls him back and says, hey, what do you think of the painting? Right. And he says, it's magnificent. Oh, are they going to show it? No. no. No, they're not. They're not. And it was kind of like a double down of, you don't need to do that. Right. Let's go get us a cab. Yeah, let's Finally. go. Let's go to New York. We're in a cab. Steve's like, oh, I know this neighborhood. I've been beat up there, 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 there. I had issues with the cab. And okay. it was not the acting. It was nothing that was said. It was the way it was shot, where a lot of the close-ups are on Peggy with Steve Rogers in the background. Okay. And then the other side was the, the turnaround on it with Steve in the foreground and Peggy in the background. And the sizing never worked. Hmm. Where when you looked at Peggy in the foreground, Steve was way too small in the background, like really tucked into that seat. Yeah. And then on the turnaround, Steve's almost the same height as her. And then when you go to the wide shot from like the front of the cab, whatever, looking back, they're the same height again. Hmm. It was just one of those things that just, it, I don't know. It was, this was the only bit Come of on, unbelievability. Lola. Lola, you dropped the ball. Well, I think this is probably um, an instance where they had to use the stand-in. Probably. Which is why it was... It was strange because yeah. th you have the three camera angles and one of them was not like the not other. Not the other, yeah. One it didn't work for things. me on that one. Right. But they go to some antique shop. And in the back of the antique shop... Secret facility! Hey, how cool is we that? We got a hidden door. I love it. I want one. An antique shop? With no. With uh, a bookcase secret I, the, facility? The front could be literally anything. I don't care. I just want Stunky. a secret facility. Stunky. Perfect. Dunkin' Donuts, I walk in, you order something that nobody ever orders, Dunkin' Donuts. Any of the new cappuccino handmade stuff. Perfect. Any of it. Boom. Doesn't matter. The weather's fine. Did you bring your coat? I don't know. It's something about umbrellas. I have Enter. always bring my umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> and you're in. And did you notice Steve's face? It's no. very subtle. He was no. like, what? Like a cool he was, what? He was like amazed. Yeah. Like you would be. But then when he walks back. And he walks in with Agent Carter, and they're standing on this balcony overlooking the entire like lab thing that's about to happen, the yeah. whole facility there. Everyone just starts staring at him, like, it's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy. <laughs> Somebody get, right. get a sandwich. 
That's what one of the government guys says. Yeah. I like that a lot. And Howard the Stark is there. Of course he is. Howard the Stark. Oh, God. I'll get through it. It's okay. Huh. song's going to be stuck in there another week. Thanks. No problem. Great. They're going to inject Steve with some serum into his muscles. Yep. And then they're going to zap him with Vita rays. Cool. It's going to take most of the what electricity in Brooklyn, apparently. Whatever they're using here. Are Vita rays real? Is that a... You know what? Why not? Sure. It sounds like something that gets sold on TV at 3 a.m. Well, this is, how, a really this is how Banner messed up the... Because he used gamma rays instead of Vita rays. Right. Use the wrong type of ray. Next thing you know, you're singing on a piano. Can't see very well. That's exactly it. They do a thing here where when he's being injected <laughs> with the serum, they do a zoom in. They pan to like his face. I think the part that got me about that joke was you said can't see very well. <laughs> yeah. And it's one of Instead those... Instead of not at all. That would have that would have done it. <laughs> <laughs> um, they do a close up of Steve's face, and it's very Banner esque with the zoom in from yeah. the top going down there. Yeah, they're just right on his face well, it's as he's ha- being injected, right, so- and it's like, oh, is he gonna Hulk out? The thing that's crazy about this is this is the first time I noticed this movie. And before we started talking about this movie, I showed you a video of the making of this movie. Yeah, I feel like this movie is entirely shot with crane cameras. It's a lot. Every behind the scenes thing I've seen so far, no camera operators. Crane. It's a crane. Crane's everywhere. It's incredible. It's it's crazy. So, oh, god damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize for that one. That was too much. Did you have tequila? Does it enhance puns? <laughs> uh, for me, yes. Fair yes, enough. It does. Uh, but no, I didn't have any. It's a Hulk-like shot. It's very Hulk-esque. He lays down on this thing and they strap him in and they're going to inject him with the stuff. The stuff. With the goods. The blue stuff. They put him into this other... Like machine where they completely enclose him up, up in the balcony. There's a lot of people talking. There's yep. Thomas Leeson Johnson up there. Yep, and Thomas Leeson Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> and he's with all these government people. They're saying like, "Hey, this works. We'll get funding or government talk. We'll have a bunch of whatever super soldiers. Rubble, rubble. Carry on. Yeah, I don't think they really care. It doesn't seem like they're very. They, they don't seem interested. They're maybe not interested. I think they're skeptical still. That's fair. I That's think it's just like this. This I saw that scrawny guy get in there. I don't know how this is gonna work. No. So they lock him in this thing. The whole machine starts glowing from yeah, the inside. How the Stark starts it is. turning up the the levels of yeah. Vita rays, and Steve starts to scream. Yep. And Peggy's like, "Hey, shut it down! Shut it down! Shut it down!" And the Tutor's like, "Yeah, shut it down! Shut it down!" And the Steve is like, "And Steve's like, I could do it. No, I could do this all day." Because <laughs> that's what he says. That's his yep. line. He and doesn't actually. Why say don't it we there, just but... believe him? Um, it was very calm the way he was doing it. He went from deathly screaming to, I can do it. I want to say something here. Okay. It's been a long time coming. We haven't said this in weeks. Alan fucking Silvestri. Okay. Let's get into this one. Alan fucking Silvestri. Is it? Yes. I felt bad because this music kind of just blended in for me. Really? Alan Silvestri wrote possibly, uh, I've called Superman John Williams the greatest score mm-hmm. ever. That theme song, at least. The best score overall is Back to the Future. Okay, yeah. That's an Alan Silvestri joint. Yeah. This here, I didn't know Alan Silvestri did the music for this until the credits when I saw it. I really? Went, oh, no! Really? I love him! <laughs> yeah, oh. I thought it kind of just blended in, which is not a bad thing, I as we've learned. I disagree. This is actually the second time I've written it down, but I saved it because the first one was too early in the movie. I didn't want to spoil it. You didn't want to blow your Silvestri line right. too early. But Alan Or as you say, Silvestri. shoot blue. Is that what you the Smurf Oh, thing? Ew. That's not where I was going at all. You're gross. <laughs> That's 100% where I was going. Um, the blue goo. The... <laughs> you made it worse. I don't know how. You made it worse. 
So there's some good music playing. And then I didn't mind the music. Don't get me wrong. It just it blended in too well for me hmm. where none of it is memorable, where it has little nuances to the Avengers theme, but it's not. That's fair. But I think it's because the Avengers theme grew yeah. out of it. Sort of. It. I feel Since like it's it came like, after. all right, so you hear the Avengers theme play, and that's a light motif when it, they throw that bad boy on. Mm-hmm. This is like a light, light motif. I understand they're different spellings. I get it. But still. I don't know. It doesn't stand out to me. I don't know that I'd call the Avengers theme a light motif either. Just an outright like, boom. I fucking blasts you in the face. Just a slap in the... I get chills. I do. I do. That's real. It's coming up. Oh. <sighs> I haven't seen the Avengers in a while. Like and I said, I love this it. weekend I re I rewatched Infinity War just because As I wanted do. to put something on in the background. Sure, and you had nine hours to focus. kill. So yeah, I get it. It's a nine hour movie, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, Endgame's gonna be a twelve hour movie. Oh, if only. Um, <laughs> and uh, it got to that Thor scene, and I just woo, still every time. Shockerine chills all over my body. All right, fight me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. You look hyped up. So there's trouble afoot, though. Yes. Got a little bit of a spy guy happening amongst well, the... we do have a little bit of a spy guy because this machine opens up and it's a big boy Steve Rogers There's now, a big boy Steve Rogers coming out. Ripped. Yep. No doubt about it. That's, that shit worked. Chris Evans put in work to look like For that. For sure. Because I've seen him in his previous superhero. He does not look like this. Nope. And that is all him. That's... Damn. Yeah. Haley Atwell actually said that she almost ruined the scene because, because she was actually... <laughs> When she goes and like reaches and then pulls herself back, that was an, a real Haley Atwell was reaction, it not a Peggy it's Carter brilliant. reaction. It's completely brilliant. I loved that moment yeah. for Agent Carter. Yeah, I thought it was great. I get it. Yeah, like with Plus, that character, at she least, had it makes already sense. and the cab ride there had already noticed. Like, oh, this is a good guy. He's a good guy because he's talking about film. he hasn't found the right partner and all yeah. that nonsense. And, yeah, whoever's well, doing this experiment didn't find the right partner because one of those government fellas is a spy for Hydra. Richard Armitage. Cool. All right. Plays Heinz Kruger. That's a, definitely a name. Very. Yeah. Namey. I'd say he's German. You, you could assume that. It's funny, though, because that's not the name they introduce him by. What do they introduce him? Oh, Clem something. Something like that. It's Clem yeah. something. But he's remember. a spy yeah. guy. His real name, Heinz Kruger. Right. So he pushes a, a button. A lot like and... Hans Gruber, if you ask me. Too much like it. Very similar. <laughs> I can't even get it out. <laughs> Mr. 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 Takagi. <laughs> Hans, booby. <laughs> I'll quote that whole fucking movie Can front to imagine? back. Uh, this is. <laughs> Can you imagine a movie with him and Wolverine? No. Logan, booby. Easy there, bub. <laughs> booby. Bub. <laughs> is bub just like the shortened booby? <laughs> He's a very, very big diehard fan. <laughs> Yippee ki yay, bub. <laughs> All right. Bubber, bubber. No, no. So Heinz Gruber is going to just... Gruber. Fuck it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> He's going to blow up whatever room they were just in. And, oh, man, terrorism is afoot or whatever. And then people start getting blasted. You see people get shot. Yeah. Uh, it's violent. Heinz Kruger goes and grabs the last vial of the serum. Yep. And books it. Yep. And he's got a buddy. I don't know his buddy's name. Doesn't matter. Somewhere in the crossfire, uh, the Tooch gets shot. The Tooch is going to take some bullets. And uh, I think he's going to die with the secret of the serum. I think so, too. The secret of the serum. That's a good name. For, never mind. That sounds like... That's, I, that's the Captain America porn parody. The with secret rats. of the serum. With rats? Oh, yeah, because... Nim? The, the secret of the serum? The Nim? Yeah. 
I thought Secret you were going Ninja or whatever it is. I thought you were going Ninja Turtles. Secret of the Ooze. Secret of the Ooze would have been better. Yeah, because rats, right. that would have been Splinter. Man, we just connected weird things together there. Very much so. They do so. not belong together. We were on the same level, but different levels at the same yeah, time. Yeah, same puzzle, It was like the 13th floor pieces. that doesn't exist. <laughs> we were both there. Okay. I don't know. Fair enough. They book Steve's it. Steve's going to chase the guy. Steve's going to chase it barefoot, and he's got a shirt now all of a sudden. And it, I like you know. that his pants aren't long enough. It's pretty nice. Attention to detail. But I also like how the Tooch, I'm going to give him a final send out in this movie. I like his final words, because there are none. Yeah. I like how Steve kind of leans over him. And all the Tooch does is point to Steve's heart because he doesn't want him to change oh. what he has on the inside. That's I, brilliant. I just got chills. Again. Yeah, it's great. Then and Steve not books Not Thor it. chills, but... No, but then Steve books it. He's going to chase these fellows through the streets of Brooklyn. Yeah. Outside of the streets of Brooklyn, Agent Carter shoots a man in... They got in a car outside and then they blew up another car yeah. or whatever. Agent Carter drains a shot through this guy's head from like a hundred yards away with a handgun. Well, she's badass. Pretty badass. Very, Pretty badass. Very. And then... They steal another car or whatever, and they try driving at Agent Carter, and Steve tackles her, gets her out of the way, and she's like, I had him! Hmm. Didn't care for that. Did you have him? She said it. I believe her. She just drained that shot. This seemed like no problem. Yeah, she almost got hit by a car, though, right? She got to get hit by a car. So she's Save gonna, the world. She's just going to get hit by a car? Well, and Steve has to go dramatically chase a car through the streets. And he does that. And he's jumping over big fences, and he's fast now, and running over the... Roofs of cars and I like whatever. that they did this instead of like a getting to know your powers montage, you know? Oh, geez. Because that's. Yeah. Sicorny. It would have been bad if they did that. It's just kind of. Well, he doesn't really have many powers. That's no, he's thing. just enhanced. He's exactly. Enhance. <laughs> Damn it, Remathorn. <laughs> <laughs> Enhance. He catches this guy. Yep. Well, no, he dives yeah. on the roof of the car right. and ends up. Flipping the car? Flipping the car? Well, the car hits another car and right. then flips, and the door pops off, conveniently has a sh- uh, star in the middle of it. He uses it as a he shield. uses it as a shield. Of course, as he does. Hard wink. The hardest of winks. Big ding. Oh, Favreau's back. Oh, man. Are you sure he didn't direct this movie? The Favreau salute. And then he's going to take a little kid hostage. Well, yeah. They need shields. Both of them need shields. Got to even out the shield. Uh, human shield. Smart, actually. Yeah. yeah. Even though Steve doesn't have anything to shoot him with. Right. But this guy's <laughs> going to try to shoot Steve and nothing comes out because he he's empty. Missing. Yeah. Well, he's empty. Oh, oh yeah. He's awesome. empty now. So he throws the kid in the water. I love the kid's reaction. Oh, when Steve great. goes to save him. He goes, go get the guy. I can swim. I can swim. Go get him. Great. <laughs> great. Spy Man has a secret submarine. submarine. Secret submarine. Didn't look like a two-person sub. So what was going to happen to that other guy? Who knows? It's almost like it wasn't planned for. Hmm. All right. Or it was. there's going to be like a Joker moment. He's going to shoot him. Who do you kill? I killed a bus driver. <laughs> One of those? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Steve's going to dive into the water. He's going to punch a hole through the submarine window because now he's a strong boy. The submarine's going to flood. He's going to pop open the door. He gets him to the, th- the top only of the shot dock that or scene. whatever. They only shot that scene three times because apparently Richard Armitage has aquaphobia. <laughs> tough way to learn it. <laughs> tough, tough part to have if you're that guy. Right. Pulls him up to the dock, says, who sent you? More or less. <laughs> and he bites him in the cyanide. Hail Hydra. I'm Hail dead. Hydra. Also, the serum broke. Yeah. And that's gone now the forever. Broke. We have no more super soldier serum ever again. Right. So they're going to have to take blood out of Steve's arm yeah. now to see if they can. Dude, suicide's all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> suicide's all over the screen. They got to take Steve's blood to try to reverse engineer the serum. Yep. Great. At Hydra, the Germans are like, hey, man, you know, if Hitler's kind of sick of putting up with your crap. Yeah. They're we got to see some results. Go check in on, yeah. on Schmidt. We got to see some results. He oh. says, we're going to dominate the world. 
in an accent of whatever. Yeah. Doesn't matter what I say, what accent. I could take out my enemies. What do you mean your enemies? Nazi's going to look at the map and he says, Berlin's on this map. And he goes, ha, you're all fucking dead. So it is. And he blasts everybody with his Tesseract gun. Blue goose them all. Blue goose them all. So they're all dead and we learn, oh no, Red Skull is... He's even more evil than I thought he was Uh, originally. Of course. Before he was just a Nazi. Now he's worse because he killed Nazis? Right. I like how they realize that Hydra is the one behind this because they have the technology. And Howard Stark says, I don't even have this technology to build this submarine because they got the submarine now. He had a flying car. Yep. That beats a submarine. I think so, too. Right in what wins in terms of technology. (laughs) A flying car that goes about three feet off the ground, or a submarine with very weak windows. Yeah, that can foot one person. Right. That submarine can't go very deep if a, a person can punch through that window. Yeah, that's true. Pressure. And then again, superhuman can punch through the window. Still. But an underwater superhuman. I know how hard I can punch underwater. Not very. It's not very hard. I've never gotten punched by you underwater. I just imagine. I mean... I don't want to put it past you. We can remedy that situation. Right now. <laughs> Fill up the tub. Iron Man. Not a good movie. Bang. <laughs> and you said under the water. <laughs> Senator Brandt wants to use Steve as a marketing ploy. Well, it's... that's supposed to be because Thomas Leeson Johnson doesn't want to send him to right. anywhere. Because he wants to go get he wants Schmidt. Yeah. yeah. Red Skull. He wants to go get him. They're going to send all of us to go get and him. he says, you're just one man. I need an army. Right. So... Isn't, like, one man yeah. better than none men? I guess, but he has, says he has an army. Yeah. Well, then so. Steve would later say that, like, oh, he just wanted to have me in a lab. Because they're trying to... They are trying to... You know to what? They're probably out, trying yeah. to pull his blood and figure everything they out. They got the blood already. But, yeah, the senator's going to PR him, and he turns him into a, a stage show. Yeah. Because that's where this movie needed to go. And then we get a musical number montage. We definitely do. And you know what? I don't hate this song. I don't either. I don't hate this whole thing, because I actually thought it was kind of creative. It is. It's clever. Up. Yeah, he's got all gives his you dancers the whole... around him, and he puts on the old school Captain America. Very outfit. old school. It's awesome to see. It's very corny, and it's understood to be corny. Yes. And he's like reading his lines on the stage off the back off of the, the back shield. Of shield. It's a neat touch. But it's a montage throughout the song, so he gets better as no, it as it goes. Way... He's doing it to raise like war bonds and stuff like that right. for the, the cause and all that, whatever. Right. And he's touring it around the country, and everyone's loving it. Everyone loves Captain America, even though we don't even hear the name. It's in the song. Is it? it hey, is, I thought they called him like Mr. They call him like the, the Star Spangled Man. The Star Spangled Man, but yeah. they also do call him Captain America okay. in this song. Um, it's a good way of them covering that, like, people know who he is. He has, yeah, well, he has he's like, known around and the stuff country. Too, and, right. and, or like reels or whatever he's doing. Whatever he's it like is. He's like an actor at this point. Which is. Everyone knows him. Pretty neat. It is pretty neat. It's a weird turn that I forgot about. The problem is, the truth. his performance doesn't really hold up with actual soldiers. No, he goes to Italy, and we're in November 1943 right now. We were right on the front, and it's kind of a USO type thing. Yeah. And they just pick on him. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> doesn't go well. No. They rip him apart. Bring back the dancing girls. They want the girls. So the... Well, I think they only know the one song, but uh, I'll see what I can do. Right. He draws himself as a monkey. I like that a lot. I love Very that. Very aware. And Agent Carter is there now, again, for yep. a reason. Hey, Peggy. The story. And she even says, I think you got more in you. Yeah. Like, I don't think this is what you want to do. And he, like, you can either be a soldier, but you're a super soldier. Why am I? Or you could be a dancing monkey. Right. She also lets slip that the 107th was captured. That's Bucky. And that's Bucky. So Steve goes and confronts Thomas Leeson Johnson. Of course. Johnson. It's all the same. And uh, (laughs) he's like, why aren't you going to rescue these men? Yeah. And he's like, well, we lose more than we'd save. 
Yeah. And Steve's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to go do it then. I'll do it my damn self. Like how he has the Captain America suit on underneath the corny yes. one. And he just throws a leather jacket on it. Grabs one of the girl's helmets that has the A on it from the dancers. Yep. And he goes. That's it. That's it. He just Howard Stark goes. flies him. Howard the Stark in his plane. Right. And they're talking about fondue. Yeah. Because I, I fondue. Do you how fondue? You, how'd you take it? How he asked Agent Carter what she like, uh, what her relationship is to Howard, and she wouldn't yeah. answer it. It's weird that she wouldn't answer, but I guess she's probably trying to remain professional. But at the same time, what I, they were doing was breaking was the com- rules. Completely so. breaking the rules. So yeah. I don't understand why she was so coy about it. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. Like, she easily could have just been like, no, there's nothing going happening between me and Howard. Never did. Done. Strange. Would have been very easy. Yeah. Well, no. Howard Stark. No, I know. Stephen exactly. Strange is somebody completely different. Right. I apologize. <laughs> the Germans start firing on Howard's plane, so Steve bails. Yep. Dives out of that plane. They were like, we're going to get you closer. He's like, no, I'm out. Bye. Good enough. <laughs> what a guy. What a hero. Well, I like how this, this made me happy. How when he's about to dive out of the plane, he tells Agent Carter, they got to get out of there. She says, you can't give me orders. And he says, the hell I can't. I'm a captain. That was good. I like that. It's rare that I point out a one line. He, he said it. He said it with a smile. <laughs> and I did it. And yeah. And he knew how corny it was. Oh, I yeah. loved it. There's a lot of action coming up. Yeah. And we hear like action because we get to burn through it. Yep. It's quick. It's easy. Who gives a damn? Because I'm not going to describe to you the way he punches everybody. That no. would be boring to listen to. No. <laughs> the 107 is put in these cells. Yes. They make a point of showing one of the people from the 107th in the cell and how a guard is picking on him and he like knocking off his hat and stuff. And he says, you know, Fritz, one of these days I'm going to have a stick of my own. And I thought that was going to come back. Yeah, it seemed like something that <laughs> might come back. And it doesn't? No. Nope. Just outright, it doesn't? Sergeant Timothy Dum Dum Dugan. That's his name? Yep. Perfect. Played by Neil McDonough. Fine. There you go. There's your shout out. He's, he does other stuff. I don't care. He's been on I, several of the CW shows. It's a good place for him. It's a good place for a lot of actors, though. Yeah. I like how Cap gets in here. He starts using the prop shield. What was up with that? He I don't has know. the prop shield that he had on these. And he's using it like a real shield. Like a real but shield. Like, but also, like, I was trying to be inconspicuous, but he has this, this bright Giant, red, white, red, white, and blue, blue flag. shield yeah. attached to his back now. But the way I took it was like, how can you use a prop shield in actual fighting? It's a lot like History of the World Part 1, where they're fighting with the <laughs> prop source. I'm fighting with cardboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's not going to, that shouldn't go well for him. No. But he manages. I guess so. And he's in. He gets into the, the, gets the layer. In, and then he just breaks everyone out, and now he's got an army of his own. And they're like, do you know what you're doing? He says, I've knocked out Adolf Hitler over 200 times. <laughs> On the stage show? How good is Amazing. that? Amazing. So the boys escape, and they start lighting up some Hydra scum. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. They're taking Hydra weapons, so they got the blue goo now. And yeah. Red Skull's going to sound the alarm and set the whole place to blow up. Yeah. Why? And then, of course, Captain America's going to find Bucky. Why was Bucky separated from all these people? Uh, I don't know. Zola was doing experiments on him. But why? I don't know. Why pick him out? Friend ex machina. Yeah. Because he's got to be somebody in a future movie. So we, we know that, but we him. doesn't have to be yet. I don't know. I mean, where do you think he got experimented on? Everywhere, apparently. That's where it Everywhere. started. Everywhere. Anyway, Bucky asks, what happened to you? He says, I joined the army. Simple <laughs> enough. I love Bucky's reaction to seeing it. It's me. It's Steve thought you were smaller <laughs> <laughs> they're just gonna fight their way out yeah that's all it is things are blow blowing up, up because red skull blew the hell out of everything yeah i don't know the point of any of this 
Except just to get Bucky and show Red Skull's a bad dude. and It's to yada, show that yada, Red Skull's a bad help. dude. Um, and... You can trust me, I'm the captain. Right. It's to gain respect amongst the armed forces. Yeah. Okay. And also to set up the Howling Commandos. Also true. And also to set up the Red Skull, because at one point, Cap confronts Red Skull. Yes. And it's still like a Hugo weaving in his mask, and he gives him a big old punch in the face, and you see the red underneath, and he says, fuck this mask, pulls it off, it's a Red Skull. And he's a Red Skull. Which is the Red Skull design. It looks great. It looks awesome. It looks so cool. Big fan. Yeah. Loved it. I mean, it helps that Hugo Weaving has a skeletal face to begin yep. with. Sure does. <laughs> he runs off to some sort of weird helipod. But he, as he's doing it, he says, I embrace it proudly without fear. And then Cap calls him out. Why are you running? And why are you running? <laughs> yeah. I like how you set up that pretty nicely. Yeah. And then uh, he takes off to the helipod and Zola's like, where do I go? And he's like, he throws him the keys and says, not a scratch. Gives him the ride. Because that big old the long car, car is sick. That car is amazing. Car is so That cool. car has the longest hood in the history of cars. It is amazing looking I think though. I read that the car was 36 feet long and 8 feet wide. Damn, what a cool car. And impossible to drive. I can understand that It had that a one. 700 horsepower motor just to make it move. Okay. <laughs> and the turning radius was miserable, is what I read about it. That's something you want to see on yeah. like an episode but it of Grand looks Tour really cool. or something like that. <laughs> Test drive on that thing. Yeah. Everyone's going to escape. Yep. I mean, people. some people die along the way, I'm sure. I'm but sure. But nobody's significant. a lot of these people escape. Yeah. Back at this army camp, I like how Agent Carter walks in on Thomas Leeson Johnson dictating <laughs> some sort of letter saying like, oh, Captain Stephen Rogers went behind enemy lines. We don't know where he is. He must be dead. Yeah, he's, de- he's declaring Captain America dead. Q, Captain America walking in, leading all 400 of these men that he rescued. He's a hero. Do you know what I like that he does here? He walks right up to Thomas Leeson Johnson. Yeah. He surrenders himself for disciplinary action. Yeah. And Philip says, won't be necessary. Right. And then Bucky has the corniest line of the movie. Let's hear it for Captain America. Alan fucking Silvestri. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Yeah. I can see Alan fucking Silvestri sitting there. At his piano writing in this, eating all the corn that Bucky just gave us. <laughs> just an ear of corn. Just na 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 na. Oh, Bucky. That's my least favorite. Nope. Second least favorite line of the movie. No. There's another one. There's another one. Captain America's a hero. A yes. proper hero. Yeah. The senator that originally had him as a PR stunt is trying to present him the Medal of Valor, but he's not Doesn't there. show up and, and another PR guy walks out saying, he's not here. You know he's who is there? Here. Ooh, Brian? It's Stan. It sure Stanley. is. Stan Lee. I thought he'd be taller, but it was just the PR guy. Now, I don't think we need to worry about this Stan. 1940. Yeah. I think this is a... I think, I think this Stan... This was an ex-Stan by the time of the snapping. Didn't because make of the, it to the snap. Yeah. Yes. So, let's say lucky the, us for Let's say the snap out. happened in 1943. Did he make it? No. No? I don't, think I don't know why. Just gut feeling. No. Uh, probably just based on the fact that he thought the dumpy PR guy was... Captain America. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Let's go to jolly old England. Thomas Lisa Johnson says, Cap, this is your map? You think you wipe the Nazis or Hydra off it? You think you wipe the Hydra off it? Right. Philip says he's going to put together a team. Cap says, I got my own team working on team. it. Assemble your team of, of scrubs or whatever. It's the Howling Commandos. The Howling Commandos. Who are quite famous. This is the point where I realized how similar this movie is to Wonder Woman <laughs> was this scene yeah, right that makes here. sense. <laughs> Assemble them at the bar. Yeah. At the pub, he says, fuckers want to do it. They say, yeah. Yeah, sure. Cool. We're I in. like that there was a whole French conversation with no subtitles. I love whenever they do that in movies. Brilliant. Especially this stuff. Where it's not for us. I think just sat it's there fun. and looked at it like, uh, yeah, we're in. <laughs> yep. Simple enough. 
he asks Bucky if he'll fall Captain America into yeah. battle, and he says, "No way." But I know a skinny kid from Brooklyn that'll fall anywhere. Perfect. Or something like that. Something, something equally corny to everything else Bucky says. Well, it's because in his holsters he's just got ears of corn. Just pulls them out. <laughs> corny Bucky. <laughs> Sergeant James Buchanan Corns. Right. <laughs> Bucky Corns. Agent Carter shows up in a red Lady dress. Red. Woo. Yeah. Woo. What did you think of this? This is an important scene in this movie. She lays it on thick here. I'd and, say. Uh, you know what I do like? This is probably... Bucky's being corny. Yeah. But he's being ignored. And I think it might be the first time in his entire life. I like that a lot, though. And yeah. he shows the noise after the conversation that Agent Carter's going to have with Captain America. And she's like, I'm going to go dancing, maybe, after. Yeah, it's about dancing. And Bucky's like... Why wait? Let's go now. She's like, what are you waiting for? She said, the right partner. Boom. Well, not Boom. not breaking eye contact with Steve the entire time. Pretty great. She's a good actor. She's very I like good. her a lot. She's very good. Hell yeah, well, like her a lot. Agent Carter is one of the only shows that I haven't watched. I hear good things. And, uh, it keeps going. I've heard very yeah. good things. And I'm excited to actually start that Dive once in. Disney Plus comes sure. out in November. I have a weird issue with the next scene. Okay. I called it the Stark Lab, wherever they were. So yeah, that's what it felt like. It's some kind of lab, and Stark is there, so it they makes They might sense. as well... Now, you don't understand this reference because of your lack of knowledge mm. in the world. Pretty dumb. You're pretty, you're pretty dumb boy when it comes dumb to guy. the James Bond. Don't have a whole lot of life knowledge. Q. Q. He's got the weapons, too. This is a Q scene. Yeah. Through and through. Oh, 100%. This is your James Bond Q scene, where he's showing him the new fabric for the suit or whatever he's making it. Right. It's and he says that, puncture I hear you're proof. pretty attached to the, the shield, your old prop shield. So let's get you something else. And he pulls up this big piece of silver metal. Howard Stark says, that's a prototype. Not that one. <laughs> he's got all, these shields, all these shields laid out. Yeah. And he's got this one underneath. Obviously, you're going to go for the one that's hidden Of course. He's like, yeah, prototype. this one? The only bit of vibranium known to the world. Yeah. As of now. Oh, that's a long way off wink. That really is. That's a way back How wink. How cool is that? It makes me think, like, when does... Anyone in the world find out about Wakanda. Because clearly they must know about it here. Or at least they must have an idea of something else. Because obviously they, Wakanda I mean, they got thrives the, on vibranium. Right. They got the vibranium from somewhere. Yeah. Maybe it, may, it might be the only deposits outside of Wakanda. Or maybe somebody took it out of Wakanda and sold it to Stark. I don't know. But I don't think they're aware of Wakanda. Okay. I have no idea. I'm not That's sure. That's interesting. I have no way. I have no clue. He's obviously going to pick the, the vibranium shield. Well, duh. Of course. We get a little Natalie Dormer. Oh, leading up to this. Be, being going all, into here. Being all it is a Natalie Dormer, isn't it? Sultry. I didn't catch that. It was a Natalie Dormer. In the, uh, she's, she's Private Lorraine. Sure. And she's like, hey, soldier. Weakest female character in this movie. Uh, 100%. Yep. And she's, and, oh, God, she's undressing Captain America here. And he's visibly uncomfortable. He is extremely uncomfortable. He's like, I'm not. Until he's not. And I don't know if he was because we cut away from him. Natalie Dormer's going to grab him and she's going to start kissing him because she yeah. wants to say thank you because all the wives of the pe- of the you. soldiers that he just saved can't say thank you. So she's going to do it for him. Yeah. She yeah. says. And they, she starts kissing him. And then Peggy shows oh, up. Oh, the timing. The timing. So that's why when Captain America shows off his new vibranium shield, he asks Peggy, hey, what do you think? And she unloads an entire clip <laughs> at the with her gun. She's like, seems like it works. Seems like it works. Amazing. And she is pissed. I, love, I her. love her. I love her. Seems a little out of character. It sort of does. And but at the same time, to it kind of is. Peel away my onion of issues here, I think. I have an idea of where you're headed with yes. that. Yes. Yes. 
Then we get a, basically just a montage of cap kicking ass, cap kicking ass, stuff, a lot, a lot of explosions. Yeah, a lot of shield throwing, bombs. There's running and firing dramatically, and the whole time he's got Peggy in his compass or stopwatch. I'm not yeah, sure what it whatever is. he has, it's a compass, I think. Okay, because right. looking at maps and Peggy is looking at a newsreel with uh, the Thomas Leeson Johnson, and, and he just gives her a look like, uh. yeah, that's you, that's you, Tuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks like Cap's got a thing for you there. Yeah, and Red Skull's starting to get pissed because his fellas aren't fighting hard enough for him. And I like this scene a lot because there's one guy saying, like, we fought to the last man. And he says, apparently not. And then he blasts Bang. that random Blue guy. Blue Red Skull. Man, he's... He's a bad he's apple. bad guy. It's a bad apple. And then we're going to get to the infamous train scene. Is it infamous? It's, fa- it's the train scene. I mean, you talk about Captain America, there's a train scene. All right. I guess. They're going <laughs> to zip line down onto this train. Yeah, because Zola's okay. in there. There's they so many people. Some, yeah, they got to get some Zola. Only three of them zip line onto the train. I don't train. know. Maybe because they only had that 10-second window to land, or else there were going to be, be bugs in a windshield. That's what they said, Let's yeah. go, bugs. I like Dum Dum. I do, too. When they get down there, though, Cap has to face some sort of super Hydra guy with big guns. It makes Iron Man noises. It sure does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And You're Bucky's just going to face whoever else. Yeah, some, guy guy. With a, some guy with a gun. Yeah, but I like how quickly Cap is able to knock out his guy, supposedly. Yeah. Or briefly. Briefly. And he helps Bucky knock out his guy. Beat his guy. Yeah. But well, then they kill that guy. Yeah. But then the super soldier guy comes back, and now Bucky has to grab the shield and use the shield on his own. Yeah. And he gets blasted out the train. And he's hanging on, but. It, he can't hang on for long. He can't hang on for long. Nope, and he falls down a mountain. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And Bye, Bu- Bucky. Bucky dies, probably. Maybe not. Womp womp. And uh, Gabe, one of the Howling Commandos, reaches Zola at the uh, the front of the train. Yeah, and they capture Zola. And they capture Zola. Fine. And Zola does something interesting. He doesn't suicide all over the place. Nope. I love this whole exchange between Zola and Thomas Leeson Johnson. It's pretty great. This is... Oh, what I, is this? It makes you wish that Thomas Leeson Johnson had done more movies other than this. Seriously. And two movies? Black, give, obviously. Us, give us a little Men bit Men in Black, more. obviously. Goes without saying. Right, right, right. But the intimidation that he uses here, he walks in with a steak dinner. Yeah. And says, here you go. Puts it in front. What is this? Steak. Steak. What's in it? Cow. Cow. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Then he says he doesn't eat meat. Right. To which He's Thomas like, just turns it around and starts eating himself. Tommy Lee Jones is like, this is my and steak And he starts now. doing this entire scene while eating a steak. That is fucking acting. Brilliant. Holy Brilliant. shit, is he good in this scene. He's great. He's great Brian, in everything, but yeah. Brian, nomination. Oh, Thomas Leeson Johnson. For acting. For acting. Absolutely. For eating. For eating and acting. We'll forget that we acting said the eating Acting whilst part. eating. Oh, man. that Him and Brad Pitt. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> comes up. <laughs> he says, hey, you, Zola, we got to take you out. You're a liability. Or we can go after Red Skull. Yeah. Either way, one of you has got to go. Right. It's either you or it's him. You pick. Also, we sent uh, uh, <laughs> a transmission, coded, of course. That said that you gave us all this information on Hydra, and naturally, since you guys broke the code. Yeah, hopefully you guys yeah. haven't broken that code, right? Because that would put you in a weird position. <laughs> no, they sent it because they knew they broke the code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's he's... why they were able to read it and all that but stuff. But he's being coy. Yeah, of course. He's hinting. While that... eating a steak right. fucking beautifully. Brilliant. I love it. And Zola pretty much says to Thomas Leeson Johnson, you don't get it. There's no one target that Red Skull's going after. His target's everywhere. It's the world. World domination! And that's when the stakes get real. Real because not the steak he's eating, a, but because like, there's a real big plane. Yeah, and there's a real big plane. I just meant like because there's steak. That's a worse ska band name, the real big fish. Real big plane. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and he's going to bomb the whole world. He's got a ton of soldiers. Yeah. Because every time you kill one of them, two of them come back. So just by math, he's going to have a big army. Sure. Steve's all depressed. And he's drinking in a bombed out bar alone. Yeah, he's bummed about Bucky. Because Bucky's all, all dedicans and whatever. Dead as a doornail. Forever, probably. Yeah, and this is actually a weird moment for Captain America, Steve Rogers, because I don't know what he stands for anymore. He's against bullies. I get that. But here he's not. He's very vengeful. Yeah. He openly says, I am going after Schmidt. I won't stop until all of Hydra is dead or captured. But Hydra are the bullies. So it makes sense still. Dead or captured? (laughs) I mean, what else do you want? The dead part. At least he didn't say dead or deader. He's he's leaving the door open for capture. Just in case. Um, Just in case. We also find out that Steve can't get drunk. Right, because he, was it, four times? Sometimes more, so his metabolism is four times faster or something faster, like that. So he's not the Flash. Don't get me wrong on that one. But still. And hopefully someday he can find some like Asgardian liquor or something that can get him fucked up. You drink fast enough, man. You can get drunk on anything. He's just pounding <laughs> bottles of grain alcohol just of to Everclear? feel something. <laughs> It's kind of like, <laughs> nope, I almost said a Lord of the Rings thing with Legolas when he's drinking yeah, and uh-huh. he's in the drinking competition uh-huh. and then he holds out his hand. I think I feel something. And he just has tons of glasses, empty glasses around him and the dwarf passes out. And he does. It's a great scene. Huh. Sounds. Brian, Lord of the Rings is pretty great. Hugo Weaving's in it. It's great. Oh, neat. Hydra's last base is 500 feet below the surface in the Alps. So guess where we're of going? Of course. We're going. Let's go to the Alps. It's not like we can go knock on the front door. Why not? <laughs> what a brilliant plan. So, we're just going to hop on a motorcycle and drive to the Alps. Drive through the front door, which is only guarded by a single tank. Uh, oh, also Alan fucking Silvestri. Yes. Steve fine. breaks his way in because yep. his motorcycle's got a bomb on it, throws yep. it at the door, boom. But then he gets surrounded by fire hydra. Gets himself captured. Yeah, he. it's definitely intense. After he kicks some ass. But he, he gets kicks a captured. lot of ass, yep. but he gets captured. And we're like, oh no, but not really, because guess what? He did it on purpose. Hydra's going to take him to the Red Skull, and the Red Skull's going to get really upset because Steve oh, got the juice. I love it because he's like, yeah. what makes you so special? He's like, nothing. nothing. Just a kid from Brooklyn. And that's what sets him off. And he punches him in the face. And yep. It's great. Yep. And then, of course, Steve's like, I can do this all day. Of course. Of course. That's what he says. And then everybody else shows up through the windows. All the army's here. Everybody. Everybody's just going to come them. in because now the front door is gone. And now yeah, they just come in from everywhere up. else. Anyway, uh, yeah. I, there's a line here that I... Fucking love. Okay. Thomas Leeson Josen. Yeah. I can't say Jonesen. I keep saying Josen. Thomas. <laughs> I wish he would shorten his last name. Uh, seriously. For like it should just be Jones. Even. You know? You'd think. Tommy Lee Jones would be so Probably good. Probably anyway, on a sad card. Thomas Leeson Jonesen. Yeah. He's going in, killing some Hydra guys, and this one Hydra guy yells out, cut off one head, two more, bang, dead. And he says, let's go find two more. Fucking brilliant. Great. I pumped Love up. Thomas in this movie. Oh, so good. Lots of action, lots of kabooms, lots of lots chasing, of bang bangs, you know, all and that then stuff. Eventually, of course, because now that Red Skull is backed into a corner, he's going to run again. He's going to run because that's, that's what he does. Because, you know, he has nothing to fear. Right. So Hops he gets on in a plane. his plane. His big old plane. <laughs> and then uh, Cap's going to try to chase him down. Can't. But uh, needs help. He's just not fast enough. Nope. But here comes that sweet ass car. So nice. But it's driven by Thomas Leeson Johnson. Thomas Leeson Johnson. With Agent Carter. With in Agent it. Carter. Don't know why she's there. I don't know. Don't know why he's there. But you know what happens? Agent K hits the red button. Fuck yeah. Hits that NOS. It's the, it's the Men in Black reference. Oh, yeah. He does. tells Jay not to hit the button. Don't hit the button. But Agent K. 
they were in a tunnel, they're on the roof of that exactly. tunnel. But they caught the up to the plane. Yep. And Steve's about to jump on, and he and Peggy have a little kiss. Finally. He's about to jump on, and she grabs him by the uh, That's true. Ja- the suit and pulls him down. What do you think of the suit? We should probably talk about the Captain oh, the America suit. Because now it's a new suit. It's a new suit. I don't hate it. I love it. It's pretty good. I think it's pretty great. I think, I it's, think it's practical. It's practical. I don't it's think it's corny. Utilitarian. It's, it's practical. Yeah. But I think that's one thing that Marvel does really well is practical suits. I agree. Where it's not something that's... It's going to be strange. <laughs> All right. Strange goes a little bit out there, but at the same time, his cape is kind of a character too. That's true. So, but I think that Which a lot of why he's not a villain. are practical. Yes. Whereas I think in the DC world, they're a lot less practical. That's fair. They're also a lot closer to the source material. In DC. I absolutely agree. But it's like Batman's suit. Is what does it do? The guy too. can't even turn his fucking head. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Wonder Woman has the bracers. out. Which is awesome, but the rest of the suit doesn't matter when right. it comes down to it. You get Shazam's suit is kind of a part of him. It doesn't really matter right. so much. Right. It doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Who else we got? Green Lantern. His suit actually matters a shitload. It's extremely practical because it is all energy. Yeah. When you I look suppose. at it that way. I suppose. Superman. Superman. Some people will say his cape helps him fly. Is the reason he can fly. Some people will say that. I don't think that's true. I don't know if it's not. I haven't seen him fly without the cape. Yeah, but... I'm sure he has. I haven't seen him do it. I'm sure he has, but I haven't seen him but do I it. But I just, I can't I'm imagine. I'm sure the comics, he does it, damn it, all the time, but I don't read Superman comics. I can't imagine that a guy with every single power needs a certain article of clothing to be able to do one of his powers. Especially, I guess it's, it's a Kryptonian blanket, right? That's his, that's his cape. So maybe that's, I don't know. Who cares? Superman, who gives a damn? Anyway, Thomas Leeson Johnson says, right. I'm not kissing you. I like that before he jumps off. It's nice. <laughs> Captain America's now on this plane. On yes. this plane, you see all these bombs that have different city names on them. They're all the target. How clever that they just wrote the name of the cities right on the bombs. Like, this one's going to New York. Yep. <laughs> Don't <laughs> drop the Chicago one on New York, guys. <laughs> these aren't just any bombs. They're manned bombs. These are kamikaze bombs. Yeah. How wild is that? It's bonkers. Also, very convenient. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> Cap is going to drop one of the bombs out and it just goes. And we see it has like these propeller things. It kind of sets up what's coming up next. Yeah. But now there's just a giant open hole in the floor where he starts throwing people out of. It's Captain America's move, I guess. But then he gets dropped out of a hole because he's on a bomb. And luckily there's a man driving the bomb. And he gets that guy out of there. Now now Captain America's flying a bomb. Now Captain America's flying a bomb. And he crashes the bomb into the ship. And it doesn't doesn't blow up. up. Hasn't been armed yet. That's pretty fucking convenient. Isn't it? I didn't care for that at all. They weren't near their destination yet. It wasn't ready to blow up New York. Even though they set the coordinates to New York City. They did. It was, and they said New York on the bomb. Yep. So you knew. Yep. He's gonna get out of there, and he's gonna go have an old fashioned beat him up with Red Skull. Yep. Good old fashioned anti gravity. Oops! Somebody hit the autopilot button. Beat him up. Yeah. <laughs> have I said Alan fucking Sylvester yet? A couple times. I'm starting to believe it. I'm starting to believe it. Yeah. There's one line in here where I think it is the worst of the movie. Okay. Where Red Skull's talking about what Captain America can be with all this power. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this is it's in your future. And Captain America goes, not my future. It was brutal. That's uh, that's pretty rough. Liar. Liar. <laughs> it's, Freeze. It's, oh, boy. <laughs> they just keep coming. Not my future. Either way, Red Skull is going to grab the Tesseract, and he's going to open it. Now, here's what I found interesting about this scene. Yeah. Now, I've seen this movie a lot of times. Yeah. Several. Several times. This is the first time I've watched it since seeing Infinity War. Okay. This clearly opens up a portal to space and teleports him away. Yes. This is years and years before this movie came out. This is 
Six years. This is setting before, up. Before, no. 2011. Yeah, before, was it 2017 Avengers? Or was it 2018? It was 2018. 2018. So this is seven years ahead of time. Amazing. That they're setting this up. It makes you think, because you understand in Infinity War where they're going, and you hear it, and yeah. it's like, you should expect to see someone, maybe. Yeah. But I, it, that's a brilliant it move. Blew my mind walk, watching this movie back, and because yeah, he's holding the tesseract, and yeah. you see space above him, and then which I've never noticed. It kind of looks like he blows up, but it actually, you can. It's like, oh no, he definitely just got teleported up. It looked like the Bifrost and everything. Amazing, right? So well done. So clearly, dude's on Vormir now. Red Skull's gone, but Red Skull's gone, and now this plane is just there, and it is, and all the bombs are armed. Yes. So now, now you got a choice to make. Cap's got to act. So what do you do? You do what a, what a real soldier would do. A Going true, with the true soldier Gotta all go the way to it. the end. Yep. He calls up wherever Agent Carter is. Sure. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's got to talk to Peggy. I like that conversation quite a bit. I do too. I think it's- I got a little choked up, if I'm being honest. You got a little misty? I didn't get misty. I got choked up. I didn't. I was kind of impressed by it. That's why. That's I was the like, way it was written. Okay. Yeah. The conversation is they're talking about going on a date. Yeah. And how she wants to go dancing. He says, kind of busy. She says, all right, Saturday, 8 p.m., yada, yada. Yeah, she She's, sets it in the polar club. Yeah, they set but like I can't a whole dance. date. I'll teach you. And they keep going we, on about their play date. a slow song? I don't want to step on your... Your old-fashioned move there. Oh. And then she gets a little all choked up. Oh. And then... And Silvestri is doing some Silvestri shenanigans just pulling with the, out the sad strings. songs. And He's then crashed the plane. How... I don't... Where was he? That's what I want to know. Is where, how far did this plane travel? Because he clearly crashed this into an Arctic in like area. Russia. It's it's very very far north of Russia. Okay, I can buy that then. Yeah, even though this is going to New York, but fine, right? It, fine. Who knows which way they were going? No idea. It was winter wherever they crashed. I mean, New York, the roundabout way. They're going they're going west to get to New York. Yeah, and then they're you start to bomb the, everything on the, the way. The plane starts sinking into the ice. It's now an ice plane. Or yes, whatever. UK is going to celebrate, just like the end of the war. The war is over, even though, like, that was just Hydra, not the Nazis. Right. But, hey. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then we're on some sort of boat. because yeah, Oh, of... because the Tesseract fell out of uh, right. fell out of the Red Skull's hands, and it landed on and the plane floor, and then it burned through... a hole through, and it just landed wherever. They Somewhere found it, no in problem, ocean. in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. And this is where the, this is where the energy signal ends, and yeah. Stark's like, keep looking, because he wants to find Cap. Sure does. But they never do. No. I like how Captain Phillips walks by Agent Carter's desk as they're packing up after the mission. Colonel Phillips. I just got very confused. Colonel. I Sorry, like, the captain thing is like, still on the mind. Like, who's the, the captain motion. now? <laughs> he drops off the mission envelope. Yes. And it says, Captain America, it's canceled. It's a terminated mission <sighs> at this point. Yeah. She opens it up. And I like how there's a picture that you can't see. And it's like, you know who the picture is going to be. Mm-hmm. But I really appreciate how it's Skinny Steve. It is Skinny Steve. I really like that touch like, oh, quite a bit. Skinny Steve. Aw. And then I really like the quick shot of the kids playing the Captain little kid America playing outside. Captain America. How it cool is, is that? That's really cool. It's with great. The, the garbage can lid yep. painted up. and Pretty great. Yeah. Steve wakes up. He does. There's and a baseball game on the radio. Brooklyn Dodgers talking about Ebbets Field. Yeah. Steve... Is seems questioning things instantly. Something's not right. A nurse walks in. She tells him he's in a recovery room in New York City. He says, where am I really? And she's like, what do you mean? He yeah, says, mean. that ball game is from 1941. I was at it. What's going on That here? is sloppy, S.H.I.E.L.D. Do better. That is very sloppy. Like, come on. 
pick a game from after the guy went missing at least. <laughs> the least you could do. And I, I had to look this up because I was like, all right, they said Ebbets Field. I don't remember when Ebbets Field went away. Ebbets Field went away in 1960. They had plenty yeah. of time. Oh, there was plenty to pull from. Plenty of time. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm sure to pull a game from 1941. But at the same time. At the had same to time. be a pretty famous game. Of course, it's going to be one he remembers. No, of course it is. But at the same time, I'm only saying this because we're recording this. On April 15th, it is Jackie Robinson Day mm. in Major League Baseball. <laughs> what do you think they would have done if they played a game with Jackie Robinson? And he goes, a black player in baseball? Huh? <laughs> it's kind of like a Blazing Saddles thing. Like, I think a black he just sheriff? ruined my post-credit scene. <laughs> <laughs> he would have questioned it instantly. <laughs> Wait a minute. Where am I? He breaks through the wall. And then he runs into modern-day New York City. Well, he breaks through the wall because it's a set. Yeah. How awesome is that shot? So cool. So cool. Runs in the middle of Times Square. And then a bunch of Acuras show up, and Nick Fury's like, Eddie, soldier. Surprise wasn't out, he's telling the truth. Well, it's not an Iron Man movie. Marvel movie, though. <laughs> they got the deal. Nick fucking Fury. Nick, yeah. Saying, hey, you've been asleep for 70 years. I had a date. Credits. Credits. How ridiculous is that, that final line? This movie ends on a downer. It's- uh... you Im- The fucking balls on this movie for pulling that off. Especially then. I mean, they're... What, That's absolutely the, incredible, though. Fifth movie in the MCU? Is that right? This is the fifth movie, but I can't believe they ended on a downer. Yeah. I had a date, and then immediately, Captain America will return in Avengers. That got me fired up Ooh. when I saw that, because this is the movie before the Avengers. Yeah. The post credit scene oh, on this... Which I felt was kind of a cop-out. It's an extreme cop-out until you realize what At it is. At the time? It's a... You see him punching the heavy bag, punching the heavy bag yep. in the gym. Punches the heavy bag across the Clear room. Off. fired up. Nick Fury comes out. Cap says, you got a mission for me? He says, yeah. Yep. Gotta save the world. It's a trailer for the Avengers. If that doesn't get you fired up, I don't know what will. It probably did then. Now it just here it didn't do much. From, uh, well, no, because here it actually got me pretty fired up because I've been watching these movies in order. Yeah. I've never seen Thor Ragnarok. I have friends yelling at me to watch I Thor Ragnarok. I can't believe you're going to go into Endgame without having seen Ragnarok. There's a really good chance I'm watching Ragnarok sometime in the next two weeks. Okay. Simple as that. I have to. Because I didn't see it before in Infinity War. I was a little confused, but then I wasn't because it didn't matter all that much. Although, at this point, well, no, you should probably still see it. Okay. I might. I don't know. It's better. It's up to you. I don't know. know, I kind of don't want to. Play it however you want. I kind of don't want to still. But this was the first look that we had at the Avengers. Yeah. Man. I I remember being in the theater for this movie and seeing that trailer. Everyone lost their collective minds. Oh, I went I went bonkers. Yeah. I, I was It was the opposite of the wall of the Captain Marvel post the teaser. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> anyway, where everyone went, what? Yeah. Or the uh <laughs> or the Spider-Man one. Or it's patience. Oh, yes. Ugh. But yeah, I mean, looking back now, I was a little upset. I was like, ah, oh, that's pretty fair. I would have liked something else, but back then it it hit the nail on the head. Sure did. That's Captain America. That's Captain America. The first Avenger. The first Avenger. I want to get into super stuff right away. Okay, let's get right into super stuff. What did you think of this movie, Dave? Let's keep talking through it, because I'm not there yet. I don't know where I am yet still. All right. I don't know if I like it or love it yet. Those are two good options, though. They're not bad options, for sure. I don't dislike it, not even a little bit. Both times I've seen it, I thought it's completely enjoyable. Setting. We bounce around a lot, but it's all very military, and it feels military. It does. I kind of want to go point five on it. Okay. Because, yeah, it is very military. They say, we're in Italy. We're in the right. Alps. But it's like, it could be anywhere. But it could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. Yeah. Especially probably because it was all filmed in one location. Exactly. Probably. Exactly. 
Style and tone. I think it's I very think, cool style because they did capture style. the tone of like World War II pretty yeah. well in this thing. It is a period movie, which is hard to pull off. Yeah. Especially a superhero movie. Yeah. I kind of want to give this a one. I agree. Hero. Is there a hero that's more heroic than Captain America? Captain America, Steve Rogers. I think there. Now, here, this is not the same Steve Rogers we see anywhere else because this Steve Rogers, I feel like, gets a little vengeful. And that's the only thing that really rubbed me the wrong way about him. Yeah. And I kind of want to give him a uh, deduction because of that. Even though I think he is. Oh, I can't do it. He's a one. I, I mean, can't do it. He he sacrifices himself. Sure does. And villains. This is an issue. What's the issue, Dave? I don't think Red Skull is a very good villain. He uh he just kind of does a lot of running away. Sure does. And he's intimidating fully for sure. There. It's like, but he he's kind of useless without his Zola, without his Doctor Zola. Oh, without Zola, he wouldn't even have the weapon. He would just be an enhanced soldier with red awesome, skin. I think he looks awesome, and for character oh, design, I'm willing to go great. like 0.25. Because I don't think he's a very good villain at all. No. No, he's weak. Females. This is your... Let's here talk is. about this. Let's talk about we female characters. We need to talk characters. through this one. You know what? How about this? Let's come back to it. Okay. We'll come back to females. Story motivation. Motivation's there. The story's not. You don't think the story's there? I don't, because it's very A to B, and there's not a lot of U-turns or twists and turns throughout the whole thing. It's kind of a boring story. Mm-hmm. It's a very character-driven movie. Yes, big time. But it also feels like they had to include action scenes in this just to get you by. Because it, it does feels seem like, like there's one a of lot of superfluous that, action that, yeah, scenes. Yeah, they feel a little yeah. forced sometimes. So for story motivation, I kind of want to give it a 0. 0.5. Okay. Where it's mostly there. Yeah, 0.75 even. It's mostly there. It didn't get all the way to where I wanted it to go, though. That's fair. Music. I want to give it a one. I want to give it a one. You convinced me because you're right. Alan fucking Sylvester. Yeah. Impact on the genre. This might be a one. Explain yourself. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Same movie. I understand that it's <laughs> DC and Marvel totally different. Wonder Woman doesn't work without Captain America the First Avenger. You don't it think so? It does not work. No, because I feel like they needed that as a blueprint. Because they're so similar. You cannot tell me that they didn't pull stuff from Captain America. I mean, they're very, very you similar You cannot movies. tell me they didn't. But they also, I mean, the characters themselves have very similar lore, so... They do, but also you get the history which of Captain America, which comes back in Avengers with yeah. Coulson, and you kind of set it up that way, yeah. and I really like that. And you kind of get the the old goody two-shoes it's hard, Steve Rogers. It's hard of, to He has say. those kind of old school morals and yeah. everything like that. Yeah. I think that's terrific, and that carries through. A big time. Well, until it doesn't. Until it doesn't. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. What do you agree on? I think it's difficult to give any of these. You agree on one? First, yeah. Okay. I think it's difficult to give any of these initial MCU outings anything one? less than a one because right. they had the right, right, right. Parents. They're very dead and we learned that. They're dead and we found out in the first 10 minutes. We didn't see it. Didn't see it. I don't think that has to matter though. They're dead. They're dead. That's a one. Wow. That's a, we do not see that often anymore. No. Well, it haven't in a while. I wish they died on screen because that'd be a two, I think, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> One-liners. I like a lot of them here. I think a lot of them are very tongue-in-cheek and self-aware, and I like that about it. I do too, but are they the best of the best? They're serviceable. They're Serviceable I don't makes think it they're... sound like it's not a one, but serviceable makes it sound like it's damn near a one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're fun. I enjoy them. I wrote a lot of them down. I wrote a weird amount down. Yeah. I might go one. Okay. I might go once. I actually wrote down a, quite a few. Let's talk about female characters. What did you think of Agent Carter? I really like Agent Carter. She kicks a lot of ass. Through and through? But she did become sort of a 
as soon as Steve got muscles, she kind of changed character. Yeah, and that bothered me a lot because yeah. she no even then because she does fire that shot from way the hell out, and she gets mad at Steve numerous times. Yeah, and she shows how badass she is. And then if you want to talk about Natalie Dormer's character, I don't. That's a straight up. Zero. I don't. I think I don't want to even include her in this. I think this is all about Agent Carter. This film does not pass the Bechdel test. No, it doesn't. Mostly because there's only two females in the movie. Yeah, they're in the same scene. And they are in the same scene. They don't talk to each other. They don't talk to each other. And if they did, it would have been about Steve. Without a doubt. Because, yeah, so. No, not even close. That makes it difficult to give it a a one. It does make it difficult to give it a one. I just, I can't get over how they turned her into like a love interest, though. Yeah. And it bothers me because they didn't need to. She was a very strong character. Yeah. Until she wasn't. Yeah. And yeah, she's in the front line charging this place with all the other soldiers I at the end of the movie. That's part of the reason that Steve falls for her, though, because he's not going to just fall for her. But she, for he fell for her well before that because he has the picture of her in the compass. Yeah, but even then, I mean, even before that, she's a badass and she's. She's a complete badass. Yeah. I just, I don't like how. Steve doesn't want to go dancing. But with yeah. just anybody. And you want to know what? I if have, you have somebody I, like this. I think you're right. But again, you know, I think they, they made her too much of just the the love interest toward the end of the movie. I think you're right. And I think I'm going to drive this home. Okay. During the end credits. Haley Atwell. They had all the old school pictures going on while this was happening. It's a very cool end credit scene. Yeah. Did you see what the picture was for Haley Atwell? I didn't. It was Rosie the Riveter. Uh-huh. I think. That shows how much this movie respects her yeah. as an actress and the character. And then they went and gave her her own show. I'll go one. I don't like that she becomes a love interest. I feel okay giving her a one, though. So do you like this movie or do you love this movie? I like this movie. Because it... Uh... I don't love this movie. I like this movie. There's a lot right with it. But I think that there's a lot wrong with it. This is a two-hour, four-minute movie. And it feels like it at points. Where I feel like if you don't have the action to get you through... Movie's like an hour long. <laughs> yeah. You need the action to really get you through. Yeah. The action's unnecessary. This is a character-driven movie. It's a great movie, though. It's a very good movie. How great is it, Brian? Because you're looking at me like it's a great movie. I'm looking at you like it's tied for first. It's an eight and a half. Holy shit. Yeah. Really? It's tied with Batman. Oh, my God. We gave it an eight and a half. There's a lot right in it. They did a lot right. Where did it lose points? Villains. That makes sense. And it's still got a quarter of a point. It got it, no it, zeros. It's a bad villain. He no just looks really cool. <laughs> really cool looking villain. Holy shit, so we got a tie. We have a tie. First. For first of place. Of all things. And Batman got two zeros. Well, Batman's a very good movie. Batman got that Danny Elfman bump, it though. Did, the two, the, didn't it? it got the Elfman yeah, bump. Of course it did. I know how we feel about this movie. Let's... Oh, I cannot believe that tied for first. Yeah, that's surprising. I was not coming in expecting that. Where do you think this falls on our list of top 69 superheroes on Rotten Tomatoes? I'm not telling you what percentage it is, because you got too good at guessing. 14. You were on the right track to start, because it's 40. What? 40. 4T? 4-0. That's what I said, 4-T. Yep, that's right. <laughs> it has an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah, which blows my mind, especially now that it's our tied for our number one. Yep. <laughs> Is super stuff broken? Do we have to do we have to fix super stuff? I don't know. This is two weeks in a row that we've been surprised by the score. Yeah, and it's been so dead on, but I want to be really careful how we handle our computers for a little bit. That's true. Because UB2's coming. Mm-hmm. And that scares me. That's terrifying. 
The New Yorker said, It doesn't try too hard for irony or style. The comic book sensibility remains pure, square, and happily stupid. Does that sound positive or negative? It sounds a little negative. Um, but it's a positive. Happily stupid, though, I think is like tongue-in-cheek. Like it, it knows its play. It's playful. The San Diego Reader says, The story squanders its own fine setup. Okay. Positive or negative? That seems pretty negative. It's positive. Okay. Squanders seems like a negative word to me. Timeout said, pacey and punchy, but not quite a knockout. Hmm. I think we pretty much just agreed with that, but then we gave it a really good score. But then we score. gave it a really good score. <laughs> That's a positive review as well. Make sense of any of this at this point. It sounds like everybody's on the fence on this movie. They all like it, but they don't want to love it. The Hollywood Reporter. I'm going to give you an outright negative. Okay. In terms of even recent films, Captain America lacks the deft touch, appealing character interaction, and sophisticated storytelling skills of Marvel's X-Men First Class. First Class is one of the better of the X-Men movies. Agreed. But come on. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's only fair to give you one more negative because it's Richard Groper. Oh. Director Joe Johnson has fun with the myth of Captain America. It's a negative. Make sense of this. This movie is so strangely reviewed. That's bizarre. I cannot figure it out. Luckily for us, there's one man who might help us figure this out. (laughs) He might. It's Roger Ebert. Of course it is. We didn't have him last week on Howard the Duck because he didn't review the movie in an editorial. He reviewed it and he actually put it on his episode of the worst films of 1986. (laughs) Yeah, he really disliked it. (laughs) Did not care for it. Roger Ebert. Three out of four stars. Okay. It was a pleasure to realize once Captain America, the first Avenger, got underway that, hey, here's a real movie. Not a noisy assembly of incomprehensible special effects. Yeah. Even though the majority of the movie is a visual effect. Yeah. Of course it's loaded with CGI. It goes without saying it's preposterous. But it has the texture and takes the care to be a full-blown film. You know, like with a hero we care about and who has some dimension and with weight to the story. As we plunge ahead into a limitless future of comic book movies, let this be an inspiration rather than Thor or Green Lantern. We liked Thor. We liked Green Lantern. Well, I wouldn't say we. 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 <laughs> we're we're Dave, a collective you... here. We are together, bud. We are. You and the, the mouse in your pocket? Who's we? The Ebert Sandwich. The last paragraph. I enjoyed the movie. I appreciate the 1940s period settings and costumes, which were a break with the usual generic cityscapes. I admire the way that director Joe Johnston propelled the narrative. I got a sense of a broad story rather than the impression of a series of sensational set pieces. If Marvel is wise, it will take this and Iron Man as its templates. Not wrong. It's pretty much what it did. Not wrong. So (laughs) that's exactly what it did. See Captain America Civil War. Right. It's exactly what it did. Speaking of Iron Man. I had mentioned earlier that Jon Favreau was in talks to direct this movie. He sure. wanted to make it a buddy comedy. As you do. Cop out. Bruce a couple Wilson. other people were yeah. attached. Louis Leterrier saw, oh, God some, damn it. saw some of the concept art Okay, and was like, hey, I'll direct it. And Marvel was like, no, we're good. No, thanks. <laughs> no, thank you. And also uh, Nick Cassavetes was considered. Different movie. That would be very different. Yeah. And then there's the whole list of people considered to play Steve Rogers. Go on, because I actually don't know this list. You know one of them. Go. John Krasinski. Oh, John Krasinski, that's a pretty cool pick. Was was pretty close to playing the part, okay, and backed out after he saw Chris Hemsworth in costume and said, in Thor. "Oh, I'm not a superhero." <laughs> Realize what he is. Yeah. All right. Um, 
Fair Sebastian enough. Stan, who plays Bucky, sure. went out for the role of I don't see him Steve as a Rogers. Lead. I don't see him as lead. We also got Sam Worthington, Will Smith, Garrett Hedlund, Channing Tatum, Scott Porter, Mike Vogel, Wilson Bethel, Chad Michael Murray, Michael Cassidy, Chase Crawford, Derek There, Jensen Ackles, Kellen Lutz, Ryan Phillippe, Alexander Skarsgård, and also auditioned were Dane Cook, Kevin Jonas, and Joe Jonas. They got the right pick. Yeah, what a list. Holy crap. I'm just like thinking about Dane Cook as Captain America. Dane Cook is Hey! <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> How do you even do that? How do you even do that? Is at the bar scene where, where Peggy walks in and all the red, you just see him walk off screen and then come back. I was just in the coat room and someone shit on the coats. Someone shit on... Guys, someone shit on the coats. Someone shit on the coats. Some... Someone shit on the coats. Someone shit on the coats. Someone shit on the coats. On or around the coat oh. area. Yeah. We have to stop Red Skull. His skull is red. It's That's red? It's, it's why red? they call him the Red Skull. Wild. It's a red it's skull. Wild. Red Skull. Peggy Carter was almost played by uh, Alicia Eve, uh, Gemma Arterton, Kira Knightley, Emily Blunt, Roseman Pike, or Alexa Davalos. They got the right one. Yep. Completely got the right yep. one. Emily Blunt turned it down, apparently. Probably after Krasinski Krasinski passed? Dead. Were they married at the time? I don't know if they were. Because that could have been a whole Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds love situation. Yeah. That it would have had to have been a bad movie, though. It would have had to have been. You're right. Because that's where you find that's love. That's the formula. There's also going to be a cameo in this movie. Bye. Uh, they wanted to put Wolverine and Magneto in the movie. Why? Well, because they're present during World War II. Yeah. But uh, obviously, rights issues interfered with that. Also, uh, Namor the Submariner was supposed to be in it. and they Haven't seen him yet. That would be kind of cool. Would have been kind of cool. I believe it has similar rights issues to Hulk. So you won't see him in a standalone, but he could show up. That's pretty fair. I have a question for you. Okay. On Amazon. Dot com? The dot com. Okay. Out of the 100% that there could be, how many percents do you think are one-star reviews? 16. It's three. Three percent. People love this movie. Also, as you can imagine, they you gotta, got shipped the right copy. Yeah, you got to factor in the customer <laughs> service thing here that's why i went so high so that's why i looked for actual <laughs> one-star reviews on this oh okay this one is from december 22nd 2018 only four or five months ago whatever it is had to have it in my collection the main reason for the star subtraction is for amazon not the movie just wish that amazon yep. yeah pronounced it wrong it checks out would let me custom arrange my video library instead of only offering by date purchased or alphabetic order. I would prefer to arrange by genre, episode, number, and franchise so that I can group my movies together instead of having a hodgepodge to sort through. Does this sound familiar? Yeah. It's word for word what they wrote on the last time we did with one-star reviews. It's the same fucking person complaining about their library. You said you found actual one-star reviews. <laughs> Whoever that was, copy and pasted their one-star review with the typo of Amazon and put it into this movie as well. So just a ton of movies with comments about Amazon not letting them search. Right, and stuff. it was in Thor, where they had the first issue. It okay. Was, word for word, this person has an issue with their library. Well, hopefully that person shows up again in Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first one that popped up, too. Amazon. It blew my mind. One-star review from March 14, 2016. Lame. Generic hero movie. Predictable plot. Terrible acting and third grade level script. Silly villain, don't watch. They must not have gotten to the scenes with Tommy Tom, Thomas Leeson Johnson. Probably not. See Ter- Men in Black. Terrible acting. See Men in Black. I know he started late in his career. It's his only other movie, but it's great. <laughs> From October 2nd, 2018. One star. Good movie. Marvel always delivers. Checks out. Yeah, that makes sense. I get that. <laughs> one star. I get that. I had a look at their other reviews. Yeah. 
There's five stars that say, great movie. Always delivers. <laughs> Don't know why I gave one here. Doesn't make sense. Seem conflicted. It's fine. One star, April 28th, 2015. Hated it. Plot was boring, just like Steve Rogers' personality. Ooh, got some cap haters. One star, November 26th, 2011. Watching this felt like rewatching Green Lantern, you motherfucker. <laughs> X-Men, except it was slower and less interesting. I think teenagers and old people might enjoy this. But we felt bored and cannot recommend this movie to anyone. It felt like a waste of time. Watch X-Men instead. Oof. They felt that teenagers and old people might like this. Yeah, you know. <laughs> the, the classic, stereotypical teen old people movie. Of course. Skip everyone in between. <laughs> March 28th, 2012. Well, my husband liked this movie. Probably because he read the comics as a kid. Me? Not so much. IMO. You make a big screen movie, you have to appeal across the board. And this movie didn't do it. It had a lot of action scenes, which I like, but nothing else. That raised a really interesting point. Hmm. I'm not going to read this because this is just the rantings of just a mad woman. Yeah. Because she talks about how the stories are bad, how the movie felt like it was five hours long, and how she thought that the frozen and ice 70 years thing was a bigger thing than it really was in the movie. It's a bookend. It's yeah. nothing more. Right. It's setting up the Avengers. Do you think this movie appeals across the board? And it made me think comic book movies in general. Do they appeal across the board? Hmm. I feel like more recent ones have, but maybe not. I understand there's a lot of people out there who love comic book movies, but don't necessarily read comic books. That's true. What's this the guy. What's the board? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, that actually made me question a few things. What is of, the board? That's a fascinating point from a mad woman. Of, <laughs> should they appeal across the board? Do they appeal across the board? Do they try to appeal across the board? And that's why you get that little tinge of love interest in this movie. Maybe. That would make sense if you're trying to broaden your audience. I'm not sure. But I'm also not convinced. But it's become such a huge thing that they have to. Well, I mean, you're definitely seeing these movies are shattering box office records yeah. every single time they come out. Yeah. There must be a reason there why. There has to be some sort of massive Unless you think it's a FOMO thing. Maybe you're missing out. Maybe. And I can understand that one, too, that you just don't want to miss the next big thing. Everyone else has seen it. Therefore, you have to see it. Too. Well, you could also be like, I don't watch Game of Thrones. Of course. That makes me interesting. Go back to Brooklyn. Steve Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> I like Game of Thrones before it was mainstream. When Ned was alive. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm still waiting on the next book. <laughs> I don't know. There's something to chew on of where do comic book movies fall? We've been doing this now for uh, yeah. months, months, half a year plus, and I've never questioned that. Yeah. Who's it for? I don't know. It's for us. I get that. But who else? But who else? And why is this shattering box office records when it's not for possibly a mainstream audience? Maybe it is now. It's possible. Again, that review was written in 2012, 2011. Right. It was before the Avengers. Have we shifted that much over that time? We've shifted a lot. We sure have. For sure. I don't know. There you go. Something to chew on. Something to chew on. Like I'm Tim Robbins. <laughs> the old scenery chewer himself. Like I'm Colin Farrell. Oh, just going to chew on that one for a minute. Want to try something new. Okay. I'm into it. We usually ask questions to each other. Yeah. And I wanted to see what the collective internet has to say oh. about certain movies. Okay. 
I'm not going to go to Yahoo Answers for their ridiculousness because there's another podcast that does it and does it a hell of a lot better than we do. Sure. I went on to Quora. Okay. And I wanted to see what other people had to question about movies, about these movies especially. So I looked up Captain America the First Avenger. You obviously get your weird questions of where can I illegally download Captain America the First Avenger? Well, that's easy. Of course. (laughs) You get your obvious questions of why did they pick Steve Rogers to do that test, which... I think it's pretty self-explanatory in in this movie that was in the movie some other questions are where did red skull go where was he teleported to formir which is that was a terrific more observant than i was at that time absolutely was some people are asking what has red skull been doing since this movie which we don't know but that also question came after this movie was done well before so people are are pretty on top of it yeah i feel like such an idiot now for not seeing that? For not noticing that. That's, hey, I, a lot of people didn't. I oh. didn't. I'm, I'm not saying I'm better than a lot of people, but there's, it's a twist I feel in that like movie. sitting in yeah. Infinity War, I should have been like, yeah, of course that's where he is. Hey, man, they got us all. <sighs> One of the big questions I saw here Bastards. was, why did Steve Rogers want to fight so much? And that kind of he had like blew a, my mind. He had like, a chip on his shoulder, for sure. He was like a, a sense of, maybe the whole time he was upset because he lost his parents to this this war. It's possible, but at the same time, but even, he's not he's a even, vengeful guy. He's he's not a vengeful guy, but he's willing to fight this guy in the movie theater. We don't see that what leads up to them going outside in the alley. Just we see them in the alley from right. the movie theater. What led up to that? Is he looking for a fight? Because he says, I can do this all day, which means he's looking to get it. He gets his ass kicked often. We know that. In Bucky Brooklyn. does say at one point, oh, because you have nothing to prove, Steve. So what's he trying to prove? Why does he want to fight so much? He's got an Napoleon complex. Does he carry that across when he becomes a big boy, too? I don't think is so. Is that the whole... Uh, he kind well, of maybe. seems like he does. I don't know. How there's always someone bigger. Who in this movie was bigger? No Not one. Red Skull. No one. No one. But they're considered the bully, so they're kind of the bigger guy. Right. The collective is bigger than him. Right. So... Well, maybe. I don't know. Why does Steve Rogers fight so much? We might not get an sense answer. Sense of justice, right and wrong, standing up for the little guy, looking for he was justice the in the American way. He was the little guy, so he understands right. standing up for him. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's tough. Oh, that's a good question. Also, why doesn't Captain America use a gun in any of the movies following Captain America: The First Avenger? This is actually uh, once he realizes he can throw the shield and use it as a weapon, he never uses a sidearm again. Okay, good question. That's a solid question. Final question. I think this is the one we're going to take ourselves out on. Okay. What exactly happened at the end? Why did he have to crash the plane? Because the bombs were I understand armed. the bombs were armed. I mean, he probably could have ejected it and let it... Probably could have. And I understand why they're going here. Those bombs never went off. That's true. Why did he have to crash this plane? And it seems like he probably could have just landed it. Yes. Maybe somehow the bombs got diffused when he crashed, crashed into the plane. The ice. Oh, yeah. He crashed it just perfectly enough that they cut the red wire on every single one of them or whatever. Stranger things have happened in comic book movies. You're not wrong. But just chew on that. Yeah. Because that's. Man, well, because they needed him to be yeah. frozen for 70 years. So I guess so. <laughs> the same age for Avengers. Quora, man. <laughs> they just they just got us all. 8.5. Yeah. This is tied for our number one movie. Captain America, the first Avenger. Plot hole strikes again. I'm back, baby. <laughs> I'm not back. Quora's back. Quora, Quora. just did it. Yeah. Do well, your, everyone's mind. Do your dirty work for you. Uh, let's talk about dirty work for a second. What are we watching next week? Next week. Well, let's see. Let me pull up UB2 here. Oh, here we go. UB2 has 
hit us with such gems. Oh, oh hold on. I got to close Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> it's the, the disc was still stuck. All right. Delete Novak's game while we're at it. Just don't save. I know. Even right. he, he, Just don't save. He'll be fine. It's a garbage park anyway. <laughs> as Nick would say, no one's eating the tentacles. UB2 has gifted us such movies as Star Kid and The Toxic Avenger thus far. UB2, do your thing. I have a number. Okay. Brian's. Oh, what is. Your face is just lit up. What happened? What did UB2 do? Dave, there's a movie that we didn't that we didn't mention earlier. In general, or Chris Evans has been in another comic book movie. No, stop, stop! It fucking did it again. <laughs> it did it again. This is unreal. Next week we'll be talking about Paul McGugan's 2009 Push, starring Chris Evans. What the fuck, man? How does this keep happening? I don't know. It's it was one off from X Men Origins Wolverine. So we've talked about that too in the <laughs> yeah. past. Oh, UB2 scares me. It's terrifying. I, it's absolutely terrifying. I'm legitimately a little bit freaked out right now. All right. Uh, push. Why don't you push some plugs in the meantime while I digest <laughs> what just happened? Rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, or whatever. Uh, anything will help. Uh, five-star review because we're the best or you know, a comment. Tell other people why you, why you listen. You can also like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Cape Podcasters. We have some fun content happening there. With our Twitter, we have daily superhero randomized matchups. They've been good lately, too. They've been very good. Yeah. Been Last week, we did uh, two weeks ago, we yeah. did Rivalries. That was fun. That was fun. I think that somewhere in the near future, I want to do a, a women's only week. I think that would be fun to that do. That would be pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. I think that would be great to do. That'd be awesome. So maybe that'll come up in a couple weeks. Somewhere sure. in the real near future, because I've been thinking about it now for a little bit. That'd be fun. That'd be cool. If you have any comments, questions, stories, jokes, opinions, all that stuff, we'd love to hear from you. You can send your emails to capepodcasters at gmail.com, and uh, we'll read right on the air and respond accordingly. That's exactly it. We'll see you next week for Push. For Push. Same pod time. Same pod channel. So, Brian, that's Captain America, the first Avenger. What do you think happens post-post-credits? Post-post-credits, we're going to go into space, and there's a planet with, like, a the sky is glowing purple. Sounds like an evil planet. We kind of yeah. kind of zoom in onto the, onto the ground of this planet, and there's a flash of light, and there's a red skull standing there. <laughs> okay. And he kind of looks around, and he's like, well, shit. <laughs> so he starts exploring. He sees this big mountain. He climbs up it. And there's somebody up there protecting the soul stone, dressed in all black with sunglasses on. Oh, my goodness. Mr. Anderson. <laughs> Dave, what do you think happens? Why the hell not? <laughs> <laughs> what I think happens is that after the events of all like Avengers and Avengers Infinity War, they need some help. Okay. The world needs some help. The universe needs some help. Sure. Because of the snap. Help us. There's only a small collective of superheroes left, and they're trying to find anyone else they can. As they go around, 
Captain America standing there going, ah, I just wish that we had another ally, that we had some help in fighting Thanos and trying to save the universe. From off screen, you hear, oh, so you need some help, eh? Enter Captain Canuck. <laughs> that's, is that real? Um, that's... It's, Captain Canuck is a real thing. Yeah. That's amazing. He says, after being struck by alien strange ray device, his physical abilities increase dramatically. His agility and related skills are at Olympic levels, while his endurance is at human maximum. During the course of his adventures, Canuck displays near superhuman levels of strength. Thanos, you better watch out and expect an apology after you get your ass kicked. You're going to get maple leaf, motherfucker. 